Hello and welcome to What Will We Watch, the podcast, where we revisit our favorite childhood movies for the first time as adults. This is our first mini-series. We're between seasons right now, so uh, go back and check out our catalog. But now, just strap in and uh, prepare to go back to 2001 to revisit Spy Kids. Play the trailer. Between driving the kids to school... Mommy's mimicking me! Mommy's mimicking me! ...and putting them to bed... ...no one would ever guess... ...that Mom and Dad are the world's top secret agents. We've got to follow her. No for long. What'd you do? Your parents are international spies, but something's gone wrong. My parents can't be spies. They're not cool enough. Now, the only two people who can save them are their kids. I think it's up to us. Now, they're on a mission. Never send a grown-up to do a kid's job. Spy Kids. Real spies, only smaller. All right, guys. Oof. I am joined by the fantastic Nick Carlin. Howdy. Nice, dude. Great. Just cowboy opening. Howdy. I, I don't have any other cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, hey, drop the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, also then to my uh, left is the other fantastic Dana Bontembo. Uh, uh, what in tarnation? Oh, that's good. Oh, you had one. You had one ready I, to go. Um, there's a snake in my boot. There's a <laughs> reach for the stars. stars. All right, we're doing the Spy Kids trilogy. Uh, I want to know a couple things from you guys, like why this movie. So, why you guys chose to do the trilogy? Uh, what the trilogy means to you? But first, I kind of want to s- sum up what the trilogy is. So, tell me if I'm wrong, and tell me if 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 I'm off. I have. <laughs> Spy Kids is an action-adventure family film series created by Robert Rodriguez following the adventures of Carmen and Junie Cortez, played by Alex, uh, Alexa Vega and Daryl Sabara, who uh, follow in their parents' footsteps as super spies in order to save the world from crazed children's TV show hosts, genetic splicing scientists, and video game designers. Robert Rodriguez created this franchise from scratch. The main trilogy was released sequentially over the period of three years, grossing over two, oh, not two, guys, $460 million Oof. at the box office. Is that a pretty good way to sum up, like, the overall trilogy? Yeah, because, uh, like, in this movie, it it's kind of more about, I mean, it saving the world is part of it, but it's mostly about saving the parents. But, yeah, over the the, the three of them kids are so involved in it that it is saving the world yeah and, and i imagine the army of robot spy kids is probably going to take over the world mm-hmm. yeah at some some point yeah which is a really big threat which is crazy that by the end of the first film uh they're okay with it they're like they're integrated into si- yeah what are these mystery kids with the glowing eyes can save the fourth time this week that they've saved people's lives and they're high-fiving the just like 500 superheroes yeah just an yeah. army of it's an interesting robots thing that can... i wanted to play the uh 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after 
for this movie. Yeah. Mm. Like what the repercussions are yeah. on the world of, of <laughs> just like of... children superheroes. Yeah, who and, are robots. And <clears throat> Minion still works for uh for Floop. Yeah. He's he's He's, he's a, a prisoner. Uh, yeah, he's a exactly. prisoner. But it's like he's still out there. He's still alive, and he's a genius. It's a controversial ending. Yeah, I gotta say that. Yeah, yeah. But the first. world was shocked at this ending. <laughs> <laughs> Much like, uh, <laughs> never mind. I haven't seen the movie, but I was gonna say, just like the ending of a promising young woman. It's yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same same backlash. I would say. Never seen it, so I can barely make don't, that. Don't joke. bother. Um, Hot take, dude. Really? <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't, I don't care. Watch it or don't. It's a fine. It's a fine movie. Um. All right. Uh. What does the trilogy overall just mean to you guys? Uh. Let's start with um, Dana. Um. I think for me, I've only seen the first two. Oh, I never no got to see Spy Kids 3D. Um. I it just Missed wasn't out. I know it just wasn't on my my watch list as a ten year old eight-year-old kid i mean it's like i can't believe you watched the first two and didn't follow up i know i i it you know what else i haven't seen the third pies of the caribbean i've what? only seen the first two so oh. it's the same i have the same uh guess what you don't need to I, I i have the same feeling i have this incompleteness for for the for the trilogy itself so i don't really know where this this spy kids arc is gonna land i don't know where we're gonna be in 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 part three, yeah. But what uh, what it means, what the first, what definitely the first movie means to me, is uh, I don't know about you fellows, mm. but I was uh, I was really into spies when in elementary school. I yeah, was, I was definitely a fan. Were you a spy kid? <laughs> I was a pretty big James Bond. <laughs> were you? A, I love James Bond. Yeah. Mission Impossible. Sneaking around your house. Sneaking around the grocery store. Ah. I would hide from my mom. Uh, she would be terrified. She'd have to call the on the PA system and. Could Dana please come to the front of the oh super value God. and I'd have to come out of hiding and be like, yeah, I got you. And eventually you realize, like, she definitely oh. thought you were kidnapped and murdered. She, yeah, she absolutely thought I was being raped. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good Every thing. single time and you kept doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Um, anyways, uh, I don't know about you, but you guys, but. So it was pretty big it in, was, in your focus. I think so. My, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> After that story, I don't, this is gonna be funny. But I don't know why, but my mom decided to also take me to like little uh, spy sh- spy shops. What and you stuff got like to go that. get spy gear? I think it was her way of being like, all right, if you're gonna do this, then might as well do it right. Do it right, yeah. <laughs> you fucking asshole. You're currently just hiding <laughs> you're your just, body. You're just public. hiding. She, she's like weaponizing you to be able to do <laughs> that <laughs> thing better. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's giving me the tools. Like what a good parent would do is yeah, give the kid the the tools to do it better. Yeah. So I would go to Toys R Us and I'd have like uh there would be like a few spy tech stuff and then Machete built. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be uh Danny Trejo um <laughs> who's hiding with yourself behind, tattoos yeah. and behind the counter of <laughs> yeah, Toys, of R, Toys Us. R Us. I would love to see like a big Danny Trejo cut out for like an entire aisle of spy kid <laughs> stuff oh. in like a Toys R Us. That'd be dope. <laughs> He's definitely he has the look of someone that shouldn't be in a Toys yeah, R Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you fi- if you see this man in Toys R Us, don't talk yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> or at a super value. Oh man, that's sick. I like always wanted to have spy stuff. Yeah. And like I spy stuff and then Fred and Weasley from Harry Potter made me want to get joke stuff. Oh. But I could ne- I never had access to it. And so I um I'd always like make it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I also read like old comic books. So you'd have like in the backs of those, the like catalog of oh, spy stuff totally. you could order yeah. back in the fifties. Yeah. Um, so like, lucky like you, decoders dude. and encrypt. Like, yeah. And uh, like invisible ink. builders and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Little um, just piss. Yeah. yeah little, <laughs> little <laughs> squirt guns that shoot asbestos. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. 1950s toys. Yeah. I just mean, dust. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And you'll see the repercussions in 50 years. Yeah, in 50 <laughs> years they're going to be dead. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So Old then, spy stuff. Uh, stuff like that uh, was like really interesting to me. I don't know why. I don't know. I think I just really liked uh, Tom Cruise from the first Mission Impossible, oh, James yeah. Bond, Daniel. And well, was Pierce this Brosnan. before you watched Spike? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. this movie probably came out when you were oh, on the uh, ball. 2001. So you must have been six, like six, six years yeah. old. Yeah. yeah. Good lineup. Hey, older brother, which will come back when we talk about the movie. But yeah, my older brother, mm. I think, just introduced yeah. all that stuff to me. And and uh, yeah, so I think the the series, uh, the the first two films definitely were important to me because it's like it, it's a very empowering uh they're very empowering movies for like children yeah like children first and like children are capable and competent they're not just like idiot kids mm-hmm. that get in trouble nick uh what is your kind of like what's your connection to the trilogy i'm kind of the opposite of dana of like the third one was definitely like the most like the one that like hit with me the most yeah. i mean and that was when i was 2003 so that was when i was eight um so i in my notes there it's like oh that's when i turned sentient like when i'm actually like oh, making decisions yeah. and like actually like watching as opposed to you know when you're six or whatever i don't know about you guys but for me it's just like pictures moving and like i, I get some stuff but yeah i feel like that's a big part of the trilogy is there are the movies that came out in those three years that were like becoming more sentient. Like mm-hmm. I think you become sentient at five. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the third one, I could be like, Oh, this is like, I love these characters. Um, I have like an emotional attachment to them. Mm-hmm. And then it's also just a weird movie. Yeah. And so I don't remember it a lot, but I remember being like, this is so different. This might be bad. I don't know. Um, and then the the first two, uh, I, I did really like, and like, um, I don't think I saw those ones in theater, but uh, I would just watch them like on like YTV a bunch whenever it was on cable. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, I feel like they were on there a lot. Like, yeah. And most of the time, if it came on, I would probably just sit through it. I especially like the second one just because I liked the weird like animals. Totally. I was to- like an animal kid growing up. I loved all that shit. So seeing the like weird combined things. That's what I remember yeah. of it. I remember Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just like weird gene splicing. Um, Steve Buscemi would be a monkey. gene splicer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks he kind of looks like he he's already spliced. crossed with a goldfish. Yeah. What is Steve Buscemi spliced? Uh, yeah. What did he get caught in a transporter Gold, with? Goldfish is a good one. Goldfish, and then his character from Monsters Inc. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Randall from yeah. Monsters Inc. Like a gecko and a goldfish. And gecko a... thing. Goldfish. Bowl of mashed potatoes. <laughs> and an ang- an ang- yeah. And an incredible acting ability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Got it. That wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. I but, think it's. Sorry, go. But yeah, I, I, I just think for me, uh, like I liked spy stuff, um, and especially liked you know when with friends and it'd always be like, oh, let, we're on a mission, mission, totally. like yeah. we got to do this. This is the objective. Um, so like, seeing kids like that and seeing kids, yeah, like that you were saying that were like competent and like 
felt like they're actually growing instead of, I don't know, some other movies where it's like, you know, some snarky kid being like, what's up, loser? Yeah, exactly. And like always getting the one up on everything. Um, Might I say, the two child actors in this, the main characters, Car- Carmen and Junie, are good actors. Yeah, like they're good. Yeah, no. They do a great job. Their chemistry is fantastic. I know. I worked with both of them on separate shows. On and- Spy Kids? Oh man, I wish. Uh, but your uh, props on Spike Yeah, <laughs> I handed them the bubble gum. Well, um, it would have been like eight. Yeah, or no, less than that. Would have been filming by six. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I, um, yeah, uh, they're just they're like their their performances are so fantastic. Yeah, um, and I like that they're both still acting. Yeah, yeah, um, but no, I think for me this is like a massive staple in my childhood. And I think it, like, is connected to almost, like, everyone in our age group watched these movies totally. and had, like, a big connection to them. Almost like Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things why I liked it so much was that it was, like, the first movies that I saw that were made for kids totally. that had, like, quality. Like, yeah. they, like, all Absolutely. had a distinct yeah. voice. They yeah. all had great like morals that they're pushing where they're pushing like creativity yeah family imagination like that's that's what's important absolutely um and then also just seeing like what i feel and i want to talk to you about this uh is like not me well it's like good sibling uh relationships Mm. and nick i meant to ask you do you have a sibling i have a stepbrother i ask you this all the time yeah uh all right then i do you can't ask you can't answer sorry (laughs) i also do have nine brothers and sisters but let's move on nine anyways what's the next (laughs) (laughs) hey you're like robert rodriguez you are yeah yeah Yeah, he came from such a huge family it makes sense that his movies are all like when he chose to make a family movie yeah it was gonna be one that's centered around like the difficulty of keeping a family un like unified. Absolutely. Um, wait, I think Fast and Furious came out the same year as two thousand one. Two thousand one. I think Fast and Furious the fa- the Fast and the Furious. I think was. I think the world was shocked by nine eleven, and then they had to they, unify. They thought the first thought on execs' minds were Spy Kids, Green Light, Now, Stat. I'm gonna take that back. I think 9/11 happened a couple months after this yeah. game. <laughs> Spielberg was like, "We're the worlds, though." Yeah, and then they were like, "No, no, no, Spy Kids." Now <laughs> we need get it. Get on it, family. Family. <laughs> that is. There's a weird thing of family in 2001. When did Lilo and Stitch come out? I think 2002. Oh, it did. Yeah, because. Uh, you can cut that, whatever. It's not important. No, what was it? I was going to say, there's that whole, uh, I I totally forgot about this, but in Lilo and Stitch, the original ending was like a spaceship <gasps> yes, crashing through a city, yes. oh. but they had to cut that out and reanimate it, the ending because they were like, this is going to remind kids of 9-11, so we got to... I can, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. so That's it did come out as a post-9-11 movie. No or way. D- and it was during. affected by it. It was affected Completely. by it. That's yeah. very, like very Spider-Man 1. Uh, what happened to oh, that? Oh, God damn <laughs> it. I watched too many Watch Mojo videos. <laughs> I know, we I are, know exactly. You're Nick, one. Nick, take this one. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't remember the entire scene, but all I can just remember the shot. It's like a big sweeping shot in New York, and there's a helicopter, and it's in a big spider web between the two towers. Oh, it's a great shot, though. It's sick. <laughs> it's a sweet shot. But they had to it, cut it because of... I mean, they weren't there anymore. Yeah, because oh, a terrorist, terrible. or we don't know. 
but the buildings came, oh yeah they're not there anymore <laughs> i didn't know that yeah oh i thought we were just talking about it. <laughs> on account of the buildings blowing up oh, wow. and crashing down <laughs> tower seven am i right dude uh, all right guys Dude, back I to love, it right? it's I funny because love... we all are children of this generation so it is such a huge thing in our lives it is. even though we're not american even though we're, we're not american and other we side old of enough the to understand how much but that is like such a defining thing in our childhoods <laughs> is like everything that happened after is affected been affected by and it. it's so many movies were affected that's really interesting which um <sighs> I, I am curious, just like which of I just gotta say, I think it's hilarious that you were every step of that way was like, no, we like I don't let's not keep it going. But then you <laughs> always brought the next thing to bring it to the next level of like, no no no. Okay, here's the nine eleven. All right, all right. Okay, you no, guys no, no, know this? No, 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 no. But like who really did yeah. it? I mean, we don't know. You're so hesitant. <laughs> let's not talk about this, but also <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah. Jeff Field can't burn through steel, but like also, <laughs> if we're gonna get back to it, I don't know. Like, there's where is the footage? But yeah, like, where, I, but, I, I, but I, I, also, I don't like there, what happened. To the other plane that went to the Pentagon, no one's whatever. No one saw it. It's no, fine. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. They knew about it beforehand. But Have you guys yeah. heard of reptilians? Reptilians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alex Jones. I, I'm just gonna say Alex. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just okay, gonna throw yeah, Bohemian yeah, Grove. Yeah. Is some, <laughs> you know. All right. Uh, okay. Yes, back to Spike. All right. I am curious. Um, I think these movies are never revisited. I was re-watching this one. I was like, oh, this is enjoyable. I could watch this on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I'm excited. I was dreading it. I was actually laying in bed this morning. I got like four hours of sleep. And I was like, how pointless does my life feel right now? Totally. That I have to wake up and watch Spy Kids to talk about it. And then I turned on Spy Kids and I was like, this is actually going to be so much fun to talk about. It's a good time. And I, I was like, oh, this movie like has merit. Um, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I was not looking forward to revisiting this. Not as not as excited about this as I, than I have been for other. God, mm-hmm. stop touching that. <laughs> for other movies that we've done. Yeah. And uh, I was not looking forward to this. Uh, just because just I was like, oh, it was a silly movie. And it was like. I just remember it being like goofy and dumb. It also seems like the kind of movie that like, okay, I'm gonna rewatch this and ruin it. And yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But watching it last night and then watching it this morning, I was like, Oh, wait. This is this is actually pretty good. Like there's a lot of good stuff in it and you kinda touched on it before, but feels like uh feels like Robert Rodriguez he's he has like childhood wonder in him and he's still mm-hmm. He, it feels like a movie that was made by a kid for kids, and um, it just has like an it has more heart in it and doesn't talk down to kids yeah. as much as other movies from that era. Yeah, absolutely, which is how I, I remembered it being a little bit more condescending and goofy and wacky and like Hollywood exec needs to make like a movie for kids. Completely, but, yeah. But this movie totally uh, surprised me because I was like, oh, that's right. This is like a good, it's a good romp for kids and doesn't feel like it's being overly hollywood because i guess he made it pretty well on his own yeah he, he mm-hmm. and his wife so i wanted to uh we can you know i can just get into it now but like i think one of the interesting things if we go into what this movie is about is like where this movie came out was he started developing it in 1999 and if you look at the kids entertainment of 1999 yeah 
it was just like shit. Like totally. it was like Teletubbies, mm-hmm. Barney, and um, he really wanted to make like a movie that had merit and that he as a parent didn't want to have to like blow his brains out while watching <laughs> um, and that kids could actually like gain from. And I think it's yeah. very telling that the villains like the villains plan in the movie is he's a host of a mindless kids TV show yeah. mm-hmm. who's making an army of mindless kids. Totally. And then the heroes, the only people who can defeat them are spies who their greatest weapon is their mind. Right. Totally. And I think that that's like, it feels like Robert Rodriguez, you know, he has his hands in everything in this movie. Yeah. But it feels like it's such like a personal story from him. Absolutely. And that he really wants like kids to fucking get excited. Yeah. It, it oozes that that yeah. feeling um it the whole movie oozes that feeling of like the, the, he touches on he doesn't um he doesn't dive into it as much as uh something that would be more like mature than this mm-hmm. movie but he does i feel touch on things like how tv and in um like uh um we're, we're seeing it now but with like instagram and stuff but like uh how much how much brainwashing there is with like yeah. mindless television that's just like all visuals and and uh like and you're you're specifically talking that you believe that 5g is melting brains right that's also <laughs> yeah. part of your yeah yeah that's what yeah. i'm talking yeah. about yeah yeah okay good that, I, and, and that and how like just the bombardment of like images are like ruining our our mental health and shit i but, th- i think it's super like he just made this movie called um we can be heroes on netflix Robert Regan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like spy kids but for superheroes. <laughs> oh. And it's it's really good. I, oh, is it? It's okay. So enjoyable. It. When I was looking up stuff for this movie, I, I kept running into that because when I'm looking up for Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez behind the scenes, That's that kept popping up. up. And I was yeah, I was curious about it, but I never looked into it. It's good. It's really fun. And cool. I highly encourage like if you like spy kids, go yeah. check it out. Because it's like uh, updated spy kids. But it's 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 not discussing that, but one of the things is like you get to see the story that he wants to tell totally. for twenty twenty. Totally. Like for children of this era. And a lot of it is like family rekindling, like empowering kids again. Yeah. It's you see like what he values in these movies. Totally. His values that's what I'm saying, is like his his values totally you can see where he mm-hmm. him as a dad with young kids what he kind of feels about what they're consuming like visually and, and everything. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see something made in 2001 be kind of relevant now, or yeah. at least a little bit funny to, to see. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like you could, you know, if you watch this, you can be like, Oh, like this definitely plays to the same thing we're dealing with today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. And 5g. And 5G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> We're retitling the show. <laughs> I also just feel like experience. the movie was <laughs> made with theory. like such, I don't know, like you had such a good time making it. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I feel like most kids' movies aren't made with that. It's no. totally made with what you're talking about, the studio exec controlling, and it is just such this drab like... We gotta hit these things. We gotta hit these sponsors. The trolls these... need to go on a world tour. Yeah, 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 totally. These emojis need a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like just like no. Why but... is poop poop? Yeah, oh, never the mind. Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Kevin Hart is a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it's totally right, especially now that you're looking at like Space Jam is coming out, and even like the original Space Jam is is what we're talking about, where it's like <laughs> these so this controlled. space has to jam, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it really isn't like. 
too fun a movie. It yeah. is so like calculated. <laughs> well, this one seems like I don't know, like it's I kind of like some some of my my favorite directors of like Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, of just like this so like energy behind like every scene. It doesn't feel like okay, we needed this scene to accomplish like this totally outside marketing task. Yeah, we needed yeah. this scene for the toy. We needed this scene for that Gatorade sponsorship or something. And there is those. Like this movie has McDonald's. This movie has mm-hmm. Happy Meals, which we can talk about yeah. later, but just like putting in toys. Mm-hmm. I feel but, like it's the opposite of marketing. It's like it is. It's, it's like, like making built. fun of marketing because the Floops show has all the toys. Yeah. And it's just like... I feel like he's just so totally aware of kids of, entertainment. Of, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a real, and I think that's one of the, if you know if we, if we go back to why like we felt a connection to it. I do think that that like sincere, uh, sincere. What's the right word? Um, direction. Yes, yeah, like sincere direction yeah. by someone who really cares and who wants to make something of quality. Yeah stands out from a lot of yeah. kids films oh yeah 100 percent. and where you have like a dude who just did like uh el, um mariachi yeah el mariachi uh desperado like incredibly high Dust quality yeah oh, for the best movie ever <laughs> from dusk till dawn tarantino's best performance yeah hey in the movie yeah one of them grindhouse was after right yes okay um but like it is like what happens when you get a really high quality director yeah. who is choosing to take a step into a children's genre. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we're so behind right now, but I, I am so curious to know um, what movie of the trilogy are you most looking forward to? I'm I'm definitely the third one. Third one. Third third one is. See, I want to see the third one. I want to say the third one because I haven't seen it, but I'm excited to rewatch the second one because I I, I remember that one even less than mm-hmm. the the first one, so I'm excited to be surprised by maybe how enjoyable the second one might be. Yeah, yeah. and the yeah. second one is Spy Kids Island of the Lost of Lost Dreams. We're doing that next week, so uh, I'm excited to revisit that. And then yeah, I'm most excited for Game Over Spy Kids 3D because. Uh, I just don't remember any of it. And I feel like that has the most amount of kind of flimsy area of what could have aged badly. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm really also... excited for the like the 3D reach in effects <laughs> yeah. of like just <laughs> the, the amount of things do. that are like right in front of the camera lens, quote unquote. Yeah. And then like Elijah Wood, just some for some reason. Elijah he's, he's Wood's there. in this? Oh, stop yeah, it. dude. Oh, shut the hell up. God. We'll stop. <laughs> And that's two weeks from now. So this I'm excited for this month, guys. Um, Spy Kids Month. Spy, Spy Kids Month. month. <laughs> and then we got a good wrap-up episode right at the end where we're going to have some games and stuff. Um, all right. Um, uh, let's talk about the first one, Spy Kids, just straight title. Um, what are What's your kind of memory of Spy Kids before revisiting? Um, for It was just kind of like a fun series of movies just like i the the couple things i could remember were basically like the really weird visual aesthetic mm-hmm. of the movie oh, it's just like bizarre. the 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 colors are this kind of weird look that now like current age it's definitely a like like mexican cinema kind of look totally. like, yeah. like kind of color grade yeah. um and then 
I like I really remember the thumb people. Yeah. Uh, I remembered a minion after the change yeah, with the crazy yeah. head. Three heads like, and two hands and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like all, all of those kind of like really out there. Or like I also kind of remembered uh when um uh what what's the the boy's name again? Junie. Ju- when Junie uh meets with um Floop mm. and he's like huge oh and the uh, just like those like in the holodeck in the clouds that, yeah. yeah the holodeck from yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> I I think just uh because I was like six when I was watching this so like I just think the most visual scenes are the ones that stuck because like I was saying before semi sentient yeah just kind of going from plot to plot didn't fully get everything. The color's the a big one. When I saw it's just one shot of uh. The mom eating the the green soup with the huge spoon. Yes. I was like, oh, I remember that a lot. Totally. What um, what like, what's your spike? It's mem memory. It's a lot of the same things that Nick just mentioned. It's the big weirdness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like rewatching it now. Um, I'm like, oh, uh, like some sequences were definitely shot on. I guess all of it was shot on film, like mm-hmm. 35 mil. So like, um. Like I remember the wedding story, the story of how oh, the two parents met. So well I remember done. some of that stuff. I remember them leaping off a cliff because I was probably like, "What?" And then them <laughs> parachuting. How did they do that? How did they do that? They only have backpacks. Oh my god! Uh, I remember, um, like we're talking about favorite gadgets and stuff. I remember the re- the food rehydrator oh, that you can put any thing's... any packet in, and yeah. it will turn into food by putting in your like microwave. Um, I remember the fake the money that she takes from Machete. Yeah, for yeah. some weird reason that stuck in my head Just so like, much. Tactile things like that kind of stuck with me because there's like gadgets and st- I guess I, that's what I was into being a spy and stuff like that. I was like into gadgets oh, and probably. gadgetry and and um, another thing I me- uh, I'll never forget is uh, the gum, the exploding gum, yeah. the, the electrifying gum, shockwave, the shockwave Gumball. gum. If I may, I think there a common uh, visual motif in this movie is bubble gum. Uh, it's it's what holds this movie together, if 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 you will. That's um, interesting. The parents when they first meet, uh, she's gum. she's chewing gum. Oh yeah. Uh, the mom is chewing gum and she spits it out and she throws it on the ground and Antonio Banderas steps on it and has a tracking device yeah. in the, the gum and. I mean, it's only really three scenes. With I'll gum, do you but, one better. Yeah, Felix uh, Cheech uh, Martin's Cheech Mar- his character is named Felix Felix Gum. Oh, 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 yeah. There, well, we go. there you go. Gum Gum holds it's this a family weird together. Motif. You're right. I, I think it goes motif. with the rest of the look because, like, for sure, like everything looks 2000s like thousands bubble gum, pink and green and poppy colors mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that that that's the stuff that sticks with me. For yeah, sure. mine is kind of like more. I have three. One is like more how I felt when it came out, because uh, this was like right when my parents were going through their divorce, mm. and so then like my mom uh, and us we like left, and so I remember watching this when like I hadn't seen my dad for a long time, right? And when when my family is like going through this like oh, fracture, and I remember being like. That family looks nothing like my family Interesting. does. Mm-hmm. And so I was almost like, I think one of my bonds to this trilogy is like a, um, like an escapist bond. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, that's like, uh, that's like a nice family that like, it would be nice to have. Be nice mm-hmm. to be in that family. Yeah. yeah. And then, but also being like, those siblings are exactly how I, like, I remember identifying with Junie so much. Yeah. 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 Um, they got that sibling relationship. Oh, it's perfect. Um, they nailed it. Yeah. 
Are you guys both the youngest? Yeah. 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 What about you? I, I mean, I, I am the youngest, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm also the oldest. Uh, <laughs> I'm also the middlest. Yeah. And so that was like, I don't know, like being youngest. And I guess, wait, do you have a, a no. step? He's like, I, a, I mean, it's, I have Nick's a step. speaking in like haiku. He's yeah. like, <laughs> you, you, I can't tell what's happening with you. Are you I, a conspiracy theory yourself? I am the middle, Step-brother. youngest, and the oldest. <laughs> Fuck, what is it? I am the one who, um, uh, you're a twin. Oh, wait, you're nothing. Fades (laughs) into the wind. I solved the riddle. (laughs) Fade into the wind, camera pan up into the sky, credits roll. Um, oh my God. Nick was in an insane asylum the whole time. Five years ago today. Came back just for the spike. <laughs> <Spike kids. laughs> um, but, uh, like I have a stepbrother, but like he didn't come into my life until i was like 14 or so Okay, so here this is actually yeah um i'm i'm i think i want to talk about this later with you yeah but i want to know what it's like watching this from a only child perspective Mm. um but the other things that i remember is uh the i remember carmen being like the coolest kid in the entire world Mm. um yeah carmen's dope dude she's sick and then I remember uh, the weird kind of like horrific body horror of yeah. the uh, Fuglies. Oh, yeah. And I would actually like – I drew a lot as a kid. And this movie made me not draw like grotesque things. Were you I, afraid of them coming true? I was the afraid of – I was like I, – oh, I, it geez. gave me being like what I draw could come to life. And so I just stopped drawing anything that wow. would be in pain. When it <laughs> the was... theme of this movie to you as a kid was actions have consequences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> be careful what you draw because it might just happen. Developing so, so much guilt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then the other one was I hadn't rewatched this movie since I was really young. And I was in high school. And I was with my friend Trin. And we were really high. And uh, we were just, like, hanging out, and then we Googled – we started talking about Spy Kids, and then we Googled the Thumb Thumbs. Mm-hmm. And we watched the scene in the hallway with the Thumb Thumbs getting zapped by oh, I don't, by Junie. I do not like that. We freaked the fuck out, where we were like, what is this movie? And uh, that was really, like, a nice memory that I have from this movie. <laughs> What's worse, the Thumbs or the, or the Fuglies? I mean, if you look closely at the top five cover art for this podcast, yeah. there's a thumb in it. There's a thumb thumb in it. Uh, but the Fuglies are definitely the worst. Yeah. I don't know. I, I traumatizing I, I think I hate the the Thumbman <laughs> the thumb a, a little a little more. Yeah. There, it, it's a last name, Thumbman, not Thumbman. Thumb <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the... They're non-binary, but they yeah. are Thumbman, plural. Yeah. Um, if you look, there is, just if they do have a world, there is almost like a picture in one of their break rooms uh, in the movie, which is like a thumb in like a, a shirt like a buttoned up to his, like almost like he's like a revolutionary leader. And That's it's just funny. like a framed photo with like Mexican kind of flowers around it. They yeah. have their own And I was like, I guess that's their world. president. And they also have a, there's one lady figure. Yeah, they, uh, I hate the nurse I thumb. Hate I hate it. it. Oh it's my a God, nightmare. get rid yeah. of it. It's a total nightmare. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like, yeah, I, I'd have to say the the Fuglies are the worst for they me. Are the, they're, because they're so um But the female bonkers. nurse is the worst one. Like yeah. that actually really is really traumatizing. The, the yeah. thumb, the thumb are weirder to me because they're kind of in that middle uncanny valley yeah. of like, they are so close to human mm-hmm. minus like, if you just like, 
don't really look at the head, it does look like fairly. But then with the fooglies, it's like it's so out to lunch that it is you can kind of like <laughs> dis- disassociate from it. Yeah. The thumbmen are like, oh, you are yeah one step away from Vin Diesel. Yeah. Or like way too close to certain. Individuals. I think I've seen you at a gas station. Yeah. Before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're. I think you're at Boston Pizza once in the booth beside me. But like the fooglies, if I saw that anywhere, be like, hey, I'm in a like, dream. This holy is holy shit. I'm yeah. going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I've dissociated. <laughs> I've um, fractured. All right. Should we get into the kind of history of this thing, guys? Sure. Yeah. Great. All right. So uh, we kind of talked about where. Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez was kind of mentally going into t- this movie. Um, but he was like, how familiar are you guys with Robert Rodriguez? I, I honestly haven't watched like almost any of his films his stuff other is than Spy the Kids. Best. I've I've only seen um I've only seen Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh nice. And um what's the one they did for Grindhouse? Uh Planter. Planter. Wow, you watched some weird ones. Yeah. Okay, but I um I'm not his biggest fan. No, mm-hmm. and I but I I have enormous respect for him, mm-hmm. and it's like I think he out of all the filmmakers that came out of the indie scene in the '90s, I think he's like I think he's dope as hell just because of his attitude of like, well, I'm just gonna do all of it, and I'm yeah. just gonna pay for it myself, and I'm just gonna do it. I love okay? it. Okay, it's the best. Yeah, it's great. He like yeah. So he came out. Uh, he did El Mariachi. Mm-hmm. Which he made for like five grand, um, and then he that brought him into like the American subconscious or consciousness of like, oh, this is an action director, mm-hmm. and how the hell do you make a movie for five grand? Right. And you can kind of see it through his work. Um, he he has this quote that I got where it's like, it's not enough to be, it's not enough in this business to be creative. You're born creative. You have to learn to be technical so that you never have to rely on anyone. If if uh, if you're creative and technical, you're unstoppable. Yeah, and he does these really cool ten minute film schools in the special features of each DVD, mm. and that's a quote from it. Um, that's dope. I think it's gonna be a segment I bring back because I remember there's a cool cooking one where he shows. Yeah, he likes to cook the tacos that he makes for his e- editors. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I'm gonna try to find that. But he, um, yeah, he, he came out out of the '90s really with this attitude, and. Um, and he got the idea for this movie because um, he wanted to make something that was good for kids. And he was on the set of Four Rooms, which is kind of like a fun anthology movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he saw the child actors in tuxedos. And he was like, that kid looks like a little James Bond. And then that gave him the idea. So like his initial idea was Willy Wonka meets James Bond. And I think if you look at the overall aesthetic, it's really there. I think he nailed it. Yeah, That um, film even had Banderas in it, too, like with the kids so yeah, he that saw makes, that he probably like, yeah fully yeah that's a fun movie yeah um yeah uh yeah he he like got he mixed pierce brosnan era james bond with willy wonka yeah i think the the whole aesthetic kind of shows that yeah that's it definitely is that era what a terrible i'm not a big i love you're brosnan not, you're but not brosnan those, those movies are not my favorite they got worse as they yeah along. we should do that we should we should do one of those um and then yeah and so then he uh the film was produced by his wife uh elizabeth uh avalon and shot mostly in austin texas uh though the exteriors were mostly done in south africa and chile um i think isn't that in south america is it yeah oh the film was mostly shot in south america 
Chile. <laughs> <laughs> Correction as we go. Um, Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rodriguez had his hands in on this. Not only did he write and direct it, he also cam opted it, edited it, scored it. I didn't realize he cam opted. Did he DP it? Yeah. Uh, no, he did not DP it, but he supervised the visual effects and he even resin casted the multiple heads for Minion himself. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and he edited the film in his garage. Now, this is one thing I really want to do on the, during this miniseries, is the Happy Meals. Oh. Mm. Oh. Did you guys get any of the Happy Meals toys from this? Because this is like the ma- the most massive tie-in for Miramax in their history was the McDonald's Spy Kids tie-in. I don't think I had. Did you? I, I was looking through the photos of it the other night of you know all the Spy Kids merch, and there was... There were a couple things like there. I think with the second movie, there are these kind of like this little like bugs. That's what I got. Bug I think I had one of those, and also like the 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 spy kids glasses or whatever. Yeah, the glasses with like weird colors. I don't know if it was like the second movie McDonald's toy or the third one, but like that also looks very familiar. Yeah, I I, I definitely had the glasses. I don't think I had any of the toys. Oh man, but you look cool. But damn, that'll look good. <laughs> Plus, I was really into Matrix back then too. Oh. Little Dana would be such a nightmare. Oh, oh, for fuck's sakes. I'm just like, yeah, there's a simulation anyways. And just, like, <laughs> just Elon Musk. I just got, <laughs> I just understood everything about the Matrix, <laughs> except for the style yeah. and the guns and the kung fu. Little Dana. You know, uh, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> you're on, you're on the Nile conspiracy 5G and that we're in a simulation. And you wear yeah. cool McDonald's Happy Meal sunglasses. Still, you're still wearing yeah, them. Yeah, I'm either really cool or just like a total schmuck. Yeah. And that's up for the audience to decide. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I went in and I found um, I found this cool clip on YouTube. I'm using cool in a big way here. I don't know <laughs> if it's actually cool. But someone, I was amazed that someone kept a Happy Meal perfectly preserved, you know, sans food. But just like the the bag and the toys in it, and I found a clip of someone like unpacking the whole thing. Yeah. For the first movie, and I want to find them for each movie. Um, but the highlight here is that this Happy Meal was served in what was called a, a Mighty Kids Meal, oh. which was uh, the idea was that kids aren't small, so they deserve big servings. So instead of a single cheeseburger, you get a double. Oh. And the highlight toy is a uh, a spy camera. Which was a real working camera that took a hundred and ten millimeter film. What? And you can oh, actually sh- snap pictures. Oh, really? Microfiche. Yeah, I've never even heard of a hundred and ten millimeter. Yeah, it, it's it's this really small film that um is like it it was originally made for literal spy oh, like spy cameras like you know like in McDonald's. like in movies in the seventies or whatever when you see them with like the pen ones. Yeah. Literally, there are cameras that are a little bit bigger than a pen. About that, you can still by now like used but like the film is still being made in certain ways for that so that's crazy i can't believe that yeah that's, that's a... i can't believe that there's even 110 millimeter film yeah um dana D- dana just did a short film <laughs> shot on 16 millimeter and i'm wondering dana are you gonna shoot something on 110 something on, millimeter yeah we're gonna have a weird so it must be um must be like uh horizontal like 100 it actually isn't 110 millimeter um it's when 110 is the distinction it isn't an actual like measurement at all oh. like 110 film 
120 film is medium format. 135 is the technical Large. phrasing for 35 mil. Oh. It, it, it's just like a, a, a way of discerning like films between each other. It doesn't actually like. And stills depict. is different than. Uh, than motion. Um, yeah, yeah. They yeah. will be different. That's very Because like 110 millimeter would be like a. That'd be like Insane. fucking crazy. <laughs> 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 Be like, uh, be like double guys, IMAX. I know. It would be, it would be double IMAX. Yeah, we're just <laughs> twenty-four times a second. Uh, yeah, we attach it to a locomotive. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm shooting on a forty-kilometer film. Uh, it's gonna be projected onto the moon. You're also into that, that right? The moon's fake, and it's yeah. just, it's just yeah. a projection. Well, the moon's just a giant. Um, oh, so, yeah. well, will if the Earth is flat, the sun is the projector. And the moon is just another flat screen. Yeah, you do believe that everything is is a movie too. Yeah. <laughs> I about that. And how does that relate back to Lilo and Stitch? Because uh, Stitch is from another planet that controls. Yeah, they're the, they're making the movies on in Stitch's world. They're all little Scorseses. Yeah, they and are. Paul Thomas Andersons. Yeah, they're just that's you know because Stitch the way he talks is. You know, he's like, but it sounds just like Mark Scorsese. Sounds just like, yeah, you know, I fucking did this and then I did, you know, it's the same. Yeah. You know, they even have the same eyebrows and the same stature. That's right. Actually, now now I think of it. If you play Stitch's voice backwards, it's just good fellas, good fellas, good fellas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right, guys. So Spy Kids was produced for $30 million. The film came out March 30th, 2001, and it stayed at number one in the box office for three weeks in a row. It earned a total of $147.9 million worldwide, and a special edition version was released with deleted scenes only a few months later back in August. What was budget for it again? 35? 30. 30. So it just did really well. Yeah. And then they, they just had a re-release. Um, Nick, I was wondering if you you're kind of our resident nerd. Uh, we usually have you on for just we we Sweet. we usually just have you on for animated movies and yeah. you kind of just dork out like yeah. you did with that film. I was wondering um, what your thoughts are on uh, kind of like visual effects in this movie. Well, thanks for bringing it back to me, Will. Oh my um, God, your glasses are pushed so far oh up your nose, God, dude. Is that duct tape <laughs> holding the them together? <laughs> Where those buck teeth come from? They just grew out of oh. as soon as. Will asked you a question. These grew your pocket ah. protector. Yeah. What? Where, when were you wearing a sleeveless? Uh... Well, I saw that Brill cream in your hair. <laughs> Why are you from the fifties? What the hell? Why are you guys transforming me from nerd to like sleeveless? Point Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Point Dexter, answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the visual effects of this movie, I think, were like pretty solid overall there are definitely times where it was lacking like the th- i think the ones that were the roughest were green screen yes um which i i was a little surprised of because at first i was like oh it's fair because green screen with digital at that time was poopoo mm-hmm. because like you literally just couldn't get enough information to like properly uh key anything out right. oh, that's, but, that's it, but it was on film um so it th- there there was a way to do it but uh, I guess they just didn't have the full budget. But a lot of it was great, and especially I think the thing that they nailed the vis effects of this movie is it's their integrations into the shot. Mm-hmm. Like for example, let's say with uh, the submarine when the submarine before it like goes fully underwater and is totally. kind of breaching and is, they're being chased by all the thumbmen. Um, it's uh, 
I could see other like movies doing it that they're like, okay, we're just gonna have all the thumbmen like driving behind, and then we're just gonna fully like slap on the vis effects of this uh, boat. Yeah. But um, if you do that, then it's gonna look really weird because you don't have like the waves, you don't have it like, um, you don't have the kids like their hair interacting with yeah. it. There's a lot of like, light. yeah, the lighting of it, but instead they had an actual boat there that they just slapped the vis effects of the submarine over top of it um and there it's just like throughout the movie that they just did that a lot of like using like having like onset practical wind for like certain scenes uh or like um yeah with like the there's a shot where they're being chased and the helicopter as it kind of comes into shot, it also destroys kind of these two statues. Oh, near that it. was a great. Is that during shot. the wedding scene. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, during the first uh, wedding flashback scene, and the fact that it like those are definitely practical there, but as soon as it gets close enough, they quickly swap to uh, digital doubles, and just like those little things. The, the, the little things between the two are, are. Yeah, as opposed to like other movies where it just looks like it's like layers. Like oh, there's the recorded layer, and then yeah. on top of it is the animated layer yeah, or whatever totally which i think like die another day with pierce brosnan or yeah he's, like uh jet skiing oh, yeah, on, or the, something, on the iceberg yeah. and then, oh you mean when he's windsurfing oh he's windsurfing on, on the uh, arctic uh, ice on a car hood that's it that's and, the one and he totally looks fine doesn't look like there's no his clothes aren't moving yeah yeah, it's yeah, all, yeah 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 like honestly like that shot would have been so much better if i don't know say in the shot before his jacket got kind of messed up and some of it was flying behind him. Yeah, it just, yeah. It's just the little things, things I'm like saying that. that would just integrate it so well into the show. And they really did that with this one. Uh, like, there's a lot of that. Yeah. In that boat chase when, uh, or even in the rocket, uh, in the jetpack chase mm -hmm. is like that one. It's such a visceral chase. Yeah. And I was never taken out by being like, well, this looks super. Yeah. Fake. For me, it was like 50, 50. They're like, a, well, maybe a little bit less than that, like seventy thirty. Of like, every once I'll be like, "Oh, there's a fucking shot," but wow. it's, but it is. Um, uh, like this is two thousand one. Like two I years really after can. Phantom Menace or whatever. You yeah, know? like it's oh, like I can't wait to revisit that. Uh, just just based on like the, I think up. one of the coolest things about VizFX with this movie is it was a really big sign in the industry. I don't think this was like the first, but it was definitely the beginning wave of VFX being, like, accessible. Mm -hmm. Commonplace. Like, because, yeah, like, a $30 million movie, normally, fuck no. Yeah. There's no way that could have had, like, a visual effects, effects budget. Because, like, in 2001, some other films that came out with VizFX, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, 93 mil, Harry Potter first one, 125 Just mil. huge. You know, and then Shrek, 60 mil, mm -hmm. um... Monsters Inc. One fifteen. Yeah, yeah, these giant movies that are doing it. Osmosis Jones. Oh, seventy mil. Lest we forget, that one's coming out. <laughs> that was seventy million dollars. Uh, seventy million dollars. Well, Chris Rock pocketed about thirty-five. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bill Murray. Murray. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Bill Murray too. Yeah, but like just seeing, you know, a lot of these movies that you think of visual effects or animation or you know CG um, have to have these insane budgets, but then there's this for you know. 30 mil and then they're totally solid and then from here on then it's like okay now we're starting to get more kids movies now we're starting to get more like tv shows that can actually afford these things it doesn't have to be the james cameron jurassic park mm -hmm. more people Star are learning Wars. The, yeah the effects and there's oh like completely. An, there's a whole industry there's like a department for it that's being formed and stuff yeah because like five years prior to this movie it was jurassic basically park. you either went to ilm and mm -hmm. uh or 
ate shit. Like there, there, there just wasn't enough. Like yeah. Dana said. I think that's going to be the interesting thing to follow through this miniseries is because of Rodriguez's like do it yourselfness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is and how visual effects is such a massive part of this franchise. And this franchise also, yeah, it like made it more accessible to smaller things by developing mm-hmm. ways of doing it. Yeah. Um, also, he got so good with them because yeah, but dude, it, he did Sin City. That's what I was trying to yeah, think. Yeah, of. I've seen Sin City. But I mean, like in Sharkboy and Lavagirl, I'm pretty sure there's like all CG. that's all CG. But there's shots of like Sharkboy and Lavagirl outside in like a parking lot, standing on green, and he was like directing the visual effects himself. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's just really intelligent when shooting with that yeah. kind of technical stuff. He taught stuff himself at all because the this first one, you know, had the biggest budget, and then they the second one had a smaller budget. The third one had an even smaller budget. I'm pretty really? sure. And it it it's the opposite for like how much CG is used. Yeah. It yeah. literally goes from you know this one had some to the second one where like you know half of the things on that island are CG. Yeah. To the third one. Well, Stu Buscemi's fully CG. Full CG. That's yeah. the, the whole thing. time. Yeah. To this day, is has been CG yeah. by Robert He's Rodriguez. It's been CG. Stu <laughs> yeah. Buscemi's actually a character rigged by L- ILM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Dennis Mirren. All right. But I, um, sorry. But yeah. It, it, so it, I'm pretty sure it's just Robert Rodriguez, just each movie being like, okay, we know how to do this better. Like my team understands this and we can shoot this smarter and we don't have to like fuck around with it yeah Yeah, i think it's gonna be um i'm excited to keep checking back in on this Mm because i i want to know as as the film as the films go like how it changes Mm -hmm. um all right should we get into uh revisiting the movie guys yeah yeah cool oh i just wanted to point out the actual makeup effects are really good like minions practical yeah the practical stuff does look good it's made it's done by uh kurtzman nick tarot and berg uh fx who do like well, they do The Walking Dead now, oh. I believe. Greg oh, Nicotero wow. and Bob Kurtzman do. Um, but they're just, like, incredibly talented horror film effects artists. Which makes sense why Robert Rodriguez would yeah, have and, that connection with them. Yeah, well, yeah. through um, From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Because Tarantino, uh, he, he got, uh, what is it? Tarantino wrote the screenplay for From Dust Till Dawn, which was... I believe it was Nicotero's idea. And in trade, they did all the effects for Reservoir Dogs for free. Mm. And then Robert Rodriguez made made From Dust Till Dawn, and they did all the effects. And it's such an effect-heavy movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I've never seen it. All right. Let's get back to it, though. Yes. Um, I just really love the effects. Um, Okay. So uh, what are some – I think we should just go through uh, linearly Mm. and talk about – Scenes that you really appreciated rewatching yeah, it now as absolutely. A, an adult. Mm-hmm. I think I have the first one. Yeah. Unless you guys really like the Dimension logo. <laughs> I uh, I really like the the Troublemaker Studios logo. And that's what mine is. Are you fucking kidding me? Look, all right. I <laughs> I remember being a kid and little... every movie getting excited to see what happened with the little boy in the Troublemaker logo. A little mandolin or whatever he has in. So his name is apparently Papino. Was that a uh, young boy? It's cucumber in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> Same thing. It's El Nino. It's stupid idiot. <laughs> oh, really? I'm I didn't know that. Idiot. All right. Uh, Dana, don't Just... even try to bring that to this. Don't bring that negativity here. 
We're only positivity. <laughs> We're toxic positivity. <laughs> You're a genius, Dana. <laughs> um, but no, uh, so I'm happy that you also looked out for this. Yeah. Because, look, this one was a little under... Uh, it's a first... It's the first one. It is like his first Troublemaker his movie. First, yeah. So, uh, but I like it. You know, he's still just Pepino with his mandolin yeah, hanging out. hanging in, out, being an old Troublemaker. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to, uh, like, now as an adult, when I see the Troublemaker thing, I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Is Pepino going to make uh, an appearance? <laughs> is he gonna... What's Pepino got in store for us today? Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Planet Terror. Is he going to get a stool in the eye or a rocket launcher attached to his leg or something? Um yeah. Yeah, I, I just really, really like that, and I'm excited to see through the rest of the how of the trilogy. Pepino, what what he gets in trouble for the adventures of Pepino. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Does anyone have anything after that? I like the opening shot. I like the yeah. opening like helicopter shot. I guess they sort of morphed it into a. I guess they morphed it as it was coming closer to the. How do they? How do you think they achieved that? I I think you're totally right. Um. I am. I, I couldn't find, and I'm really curious about how they, I, if they tracked it in or, because this is before when you could use, uh, to my knowledge, before like motor controlled rigs that normally would be like, oh, beforehand we would think about how this shot is and then we would literally program into a robot arm yes. to match essentially but... the shot of. Uh, the like the helicopter shot on the side there. Yeah, to like and make it match. The helicopter, mm. just for the audience, the helicopter is going in from like a nice opening credits going over the ocean sequence. Yeah, it's like into... a quantum of solace ocean side property. Yeah, low to the wa- from the water into a house where Carmen, where Carmen is. Carmen is. In so in I doubt the they flew a helicopter through. Hold <laughs> and the then just full stop into a medium close-up just half an inch from a (laughs) small child's face hair flying everywhere but no it is it's a really like it gets you ready for a nice big adventure action yeah Mm -hmm. it's this it's like this uh which i think robert rodriguez does a good job of uh it's like this big fairy tale sweeping Mm -hmm. um like mystical uh presence and then it just stops dead in his tracks into like a close-up of the window and yeah. Carmen in it. Yeah, and she's so looking at, you're right, it's so fairy tale yeah, yeah. And even like the aspect of like, you think of other movies of like, in the beginning, and it's like the shot of the totally. book opening, it really does kind of feel like that fairy tale's a great way of yeah. putting it. Well, it even yeah. does like, you know, this might be hopping into I'm, what I'm guessing is all of our favorite thing next, but <laughs> when she asks uh, her mom, uh, Inger, Ingr- Ing- Ingrid, Ingrid, um, to tell her a story, it even starts with one like once upon a time, uh, which is true. even more fairytale. Yeah. That that sequence, that little montage, is so good. Uh, of, it of, is uh, dope. Yeah, like I was watching that. Of what? And, uh, of oh, sorry. Of um, when uh, Ingrid starts telling uh the kids about uh the spy story. Wink. Who knows <laughs> who the spies are? And it's uh, and going through how uh. These two spies fell in love, you know, Antonio Banderas and Ingrid. Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, the character's name? Giorgio. Giorgio. Yeah. How those two, like, fell in love. Like, that whole thing was, like, super solid. And, yeah. like, it kept bringing gags in and weird little twists and turns and was really entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's, montage. Yeah, it's the best. It's, like, one of my, like, uh, one of my favorite things I learned in writing class, which I never follow, um, just because... <laughs> Like, I uh, guess it's really hard to do is yeah. start your movie at the end of another movie 
Right. Mm. And I think that like this does it in such a good way where you're like, we're going to give you Mr. and like, Mrs. It is. Mr. and Mrs. It's, Smith kind of stole this movie. Yeah. I really wanted Absolutely did. I was like, they should make this prequel. And then I was like, oh, they oh, did. Oh, they did with Brad Pitt and yeah. Angelina Jolie. Um, but um, I was like, oh, it's such a good way to start a movie is by giving you like the adult version of a spy movie right beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a great opening. It's a, yeah. it's a terrific opening. That's I, worth just rewatching uh, on its own. I put Antonio Banderas, and I wrote these down as I was watching it for the first time. Uh, Antonio Banderas is fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's, uh, I mean, she, uh, um, Ingrid is is cool. Yeah. In her own way, like in, in at, as per the opening of this movie. Um, but I feel like they nailed Antonio Banderas's look. Yeah, like he's he like that mid '90s, like the pencil, pencil mustache. thin mustache, the hair slicked back. He the... looks so fucking cool. He would have been a like they should make a spy movie with him. with. Ant- mm. uh, I also wrote it... uh, where is where has Antonio Banderas been? Oh, yeah. I feel like he's not in many. He's actually anymore. a spy now. Yeah, he's turned <laughs> into that. a spy. Well, yeah. I, mean, he, I mean, I think he's the villain in the new, uh, in the new um, Indiana Jones movie. Oh, terrific! Yeah, oh, I know. Sick. I'm hoping okay. he's nice. he, he has a comeback cool. right, hey. right right now. But uh, it. it is sorry, it's Gregio, it's Greg Gregori Gregorio Gregorio, and then uh, Ingrid is played by Carla Gigino. Yeah, mm. uh, love her character too. Mm-hmm. And Ingrid's just she's like a, a solid... sick mom. She's the glue. Uh, I feel feel like she's the actual force. We'll talk about this more as we go. But I feel like Ingrid is the actual force of. Um, you know, like she says early on in the movie, like, you got to stop hiding, keeping secrets from me. Like, all these mm-hmm. years, and you're still keeping secrets from me. Yeah. And she she has the foresight to be like, something's going on, and I don't know, it's going to fall apart. I don't want to have our family fall apart kind of thing. Yeah. She should have the last name Gum. She should. Because she's really the gum she's holding the gum this together. the movie together. Um, yeah, I really, I think, like, you know, as going back to... Uh, the, the sad story of divorce that was happening in my life while watching this movie. Right. I, I was yeah. like, oh, he is like the perfect dad. Yeah. Like, like my dad was cool. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, and like, I just, I, I, I really miss the time when uh, Antonio Banderas was like a superstar. Oh, yeah. Zorro. Zorro. I loved him. Oh, my God. Zorro. We should do Zorro on this podcast. Holy shit. That was massive for me. But he was like, I think one of like my favorite movie stars. Him and Chris Rock, for some weird reason, <laughs> were both my childhood movie stars. I'm gonna say Chris Tucker. Ooh, Rush yeah, Hour Two. Jackie Chan is definitely up there. For oh, me, both from the movies and from the TV show, the cartoon. Oh, yeah. the Jackie Chan Adventures. Jackie <laughs> Chan was the best. He's yeah. the bomb. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, I I think this opening wedding sequence is like one of the funnest opening mod and like best version of like. It kind of sh- gets you ready for how well the story is going to be told. It's short and exactly. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, like watching that because I kind of honestly had a similar feeling when you guys are talking about it of like coming into this just being like, uh, okay, we'll, we'll we'll see how this is. We'll see. And like after that is like, oh, I think this is actually going to be a good time. I was yeah. like, I, yeah, yeah, I might just watch this in like two months from now. Just yeah. on, 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 on <laughs> yeah. a rainy Fun. day. It's all yeah. on Netflix. I might as well just... <laughs> when I when I want a James Bond movie, but I don't want to fully watch one, I'm going to watch The Wedding Story. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah well, I want to watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith in seven minutes. <laughs> um, all right. Um, my next one is... Um, I don't know if you have anything before it, but I just really love the, uh, the relationship between uh, 
Carmen and Junie. Me too. Mm, yeah. And I think like the part that I really like and that I like super, you know, identified with mm-hmm. was when they're doing the jungle gym and uh, Junie just can't do the monkey bars. Yeah, right, as, trying to keep up. Yeah, and as a kid with zero upper arm body strength as a kid, I really identified with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Did your older sibling uh, kick you off? Dude, I remember my first day at the school. Uh, yeah. This is so funny. Did you have this is exactly hands? why I identified with this. Now that I'm going back, I oh, no. forgot about this. We're, we're unpacking some stuff. I remember we used to play this game where you'd hang from the jungle gym, like from the monkey bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'd hang from them, and then you, the, you'd try to kick the other kid off with your legs. Oh, so exactly the opening of the Yeah, movie. and yeah. I remember it was my first day, and there was a way older kid who was like, hey, you want to play this? And I was like, sure, and I didn't know what it was. He's like 30. <laughs> it was one of the teachers. It was one of the parent supervisors. And anyways, we were like up there, and I remember first thing, holding on, I was five. And he just booted me, and I remember falling onto my back. Oh, it was the Jesus. first time I'd ever gotten winded. Oh, oh, it sucks. And oh, it was my fuck. first day at school, five years old, new, Jesus. terrible that's school. That's a horrible introduction to school. Yeah. And I think, honestly, now that you bring that up, that's why I really identify <laughs> <laughs> with this scene. I didn't realize Oh, it. man, how bad is being winded? Oh, yeah. Dude. There's, like, nothing worse. When you have no idea what it is, and you're like, am I going to die? Yeah, that's what it felt like. I, I was about eight, and basically a similar thing of climbing up, like, a part of uh, my local school's um like playground yeah and just climbing up to the top of something and just kind of looking around but it had just rained so i slipped and fell and honestly like if i landed any other way a little bit i would have totally fucked something up but i just perfectly landed on my back and just couldn't fucking breathe (laughs) yeah perfectly landed on my back yeah (laughs) just the thing about when you get winded you can't even cry no like like, it's like the it's like i can't it's but every parent knows, move. ah, yeah. they got winded. <laughs> and they say it like, you're fine. And you're, you're fine, like, just breathe. I'm drowning. Okay. <laughs> I'm drowning in my own air. I'm drowning on land. <laughs> I also do kind of remember there being a little dust plume around me because oh, like, oh, I, I, I landed in like a bunch of like, you know, like rocks essentially that yeah. like those little pebbles for the gravel. Yeah, gravel. Thank you. Uh, and there's so it's so fucking dusty oh. that just like. Boom, and just like it, it felt like the superhero <laughs> landing, like where it has the shockwave, yeah. but on your back. Yeah. <laughs> Dana, yeah. what's your winded what's story? Now that we're getting know, into we it, I know it. There's a, there's a, we had a swing set in our backyard, uh, like a two person wooden wind, uh, swing set. Yeah. And uh, my brother and I got really good at, at swinging really high uh, and jumping oh, off. Yeah. And my brother and best. I were, uh, were double dating. We're double. We're double deckering. You know, it's when you when you're on the swings together and you're going at the same rate. Oh yeah, I was trying so to figure out how old you were in this. Story. Yeah, you're like, oh, your brother and I were. You guys were double dating. Double, you, you're you're dating had, your brother. Yeah, we were. I, when I was my when I was brother when I was dating my brother. Yeah. Uh, we were on the swings. We literally. learned a lot about you this episode. Yeah, it's great. Well, yeah. <laughs> I had such a good childhood. Yeah, no I can't one, wait no till it turned out so well. <laughs> okay, but continue Anyways, on. Uh, we were yeah. So we were. I got I, I was swinging very high and I was jumping off and uh, I was landing on my on my feet and I was going I was going higher and farther every time and the last time I went really high but I got I went so high up that I went straight up when I jumped off the swings oh fuck and I went straight down and the swing hit me um 
the swing on my way on my descent the swing i got caught somehow in the swing saddle and i i hit the ground stomach first like i belly flopped onto the grass and i just remember being like and i remember being i remember i couldn't scream so i was saying oh my god and my brother knew so he went he said he's like mom or something my mom came out and she's like oh shit oh he got the wind knocked out of him but I, i remember not being able to cry but it was I was in so much pain and I couldn't stand because I was like, and I yeah mm-hmm. you, you think when the first time you get winded you don't know what it is yeah so you think you're gonna die yeah and you're doing the Abbott and Costello where you're like ah. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's a it's a terrifying thing yeah guys what's next on your list wait I I'm actually curious I, yeah did I, you... I, 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 I wanted to bring this back what's it like watching Spy Kids because for me it was so much like my uh my relationship with my siblings what's it like watching it as a only child it's yeah like those scenes i i just learned like brother sister relations from shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i knew like you know obviously i wasn't thinking like oh i knew tropes at that age but i just i i just got ingrained to the idea of like oh that's how brothers and sisters are da 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 but it never i never got that like personal connection it just always seemed like that's yeah that's how it is that seems right um would you like bully a pillow or something <laughs> no the pillow would bully me nice <laughs> nice catch butterfingers <laughs> next next confidence was so low that the pillow the bullied, pillow bullied him. <laughs> i would i'd, I'd kick myself you. on the monkey bars yes. <laughs> I I only had like bloody shins and ankles. That's the most I could kick myself. <laughs> Dana, what was your like? Is is your relationship with your brother similar to this? Oh yeah, especially at that age. I think I think um, I think it's I think they nailed. I think you probably felt the Nick the the um. I think you felt like a palpable uh relationship Tension. from this movie because because I think they did such a good job of portraying it and mm-hmm. acting in it. Um, because yeah, I think my brother was definitely a Carmen and I was definitely a Junie. I think he would be like for my own good. Right. Uh, yeah. sort of like, um, get you tougher. Get yeah. You the, yeah. He'd be like a oh, nice catch butter fingers. Like, why don't you hold on to things more? Or like, yeah, I just remember being like the feeling of never being able to do anything right. Yeah. Or as good as your older sibling. And that's something that like in this movie, I'm like, oh, that's such an honest portrayal of childhood. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as a younger sibling, yeah. and I think just having like the coolest, older like Carmen is like easily one of the oh, coolest, char- like even just child characters mm-hmm. in maybe film. It's funny I, from when when we watched this movie as kids, I would always be like, "Man, Carmen sucks. She's so mean." I had a huge crush on her. What does that mean? What does that say about? I mean, she's just so cool. She's like Bart <laughs> Simpson. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's uh she's like she's she's a bit of a rebel. Yeah. But back then I was like, You're an asshole. Watching it now, I'm like, Carmen's dope. Yeah. 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 Carmen's really cool. She's so dope. Um and it's it's cool seeing like a female character like that in two thousand one. That like yeah. it it doesn't really feel like she has any relation to the fact that she's a girl. Like, you know, yeah. other movies at that time it, there'd just be way more things that are like Oh, and she's a girl because she has that doll still. Yeah. Or she's a girl. It, Girls can kick ass too. Yeah, it's yeah, not like that. None Honestly, of that I'm going to take my thing back. I don't think I had a crush on her. I think I just wanted to like be like her. Yeah, yeah, mm. you admired. Yeah, her. where I was like, yeah. God, she's so cool. Like, For she's sure. so dope, which mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of characters like that who are like accessible to 
boys and girls of being like, oh, I just want to be like this person. That's mm-hmm. I would absolutely say this is the one of the only movies of our childhood that has that. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. I my next thing is just Machete. Do you have anything before that? Uh. I got one. I got uh. Dad v Dad. No, when... I was gonna say that. Yeah. That's <laughs> when, when, the same thing. When Banderas goes to drop off uh drop off the kids and just <laughs> has that like. He gets out of the car when he sees that uh, his kid's getting bullied. And then uh, the other dad comes and, you know, cuts to the huge fucking, like, seven-foot dad. <laughs> and then make... back to Banderas. And you just hear that, like, guitar, like, strum. And I just remember glasses. as soon as the strum came in, I was like, oh, fuck. Flash to him dope. just John Wicking. like, <laughs> And then I like how all the kids, like, his goal... His ideal fantasy world is like him besting another man, and then all these kids rushing in and be like, "Yay!" And his and his kids being like proud dad, of him. Dad, I and love seeing, you, Dad. And he's yeah. Like, yeah. See, I still got it. I feel like that's a really like honest thing from Rodriguez's life. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I just my kids don't realize that I'm a world class. I'm filmmaker. a I'm a sick like badass filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. Like. Arguably, to me, I'm just like the word badass filmmaker, like as cheesy and stupid in film school that sounds, is I think of Robert Rodriguez. He wears a bandana with a cut off jean, yeah, yeah, jean vest, and then huge combat boots, yeah, yeah, and like a flannel wrapped around his waist. He looks like like Judd Hirsch in like (laughs) Breakfast Club. He's totally, he looks so stupid and so cool at the same time. Well, he, so he wears it with confidence. I was gonna say, yeah. um, but no, that's a le- great moment. Leaping off your 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 guys's uh, thing, um, I feel like a big theme of this, um, an interesting theme of this of this movie is, um, you know, like Antonio Banderas. You see him when he's younger and a spy, and how he meets Ingrid, and uh, he's this cool, suave, like he knows he knows all the things, all the tools, all the things to say. He's uh, you know he slides over that engagement ring. Across the Eiffel Tower it railing, could fall at any point. I know, so <laughs> haphazardly, so, but he it does it perfectly. Yeah, and he's this cool guy, he's this James Bond guy. And then you cut to the present, and he's got like a weird knit sweater, and yeah, he's in his little like office chair, and he's got glasses, and, and his hair definitely isn't as nice. It's anymore. not as nice. Yeah, and we and... talk about this a lot. We talk about <laughs> the me and Dana. If you haven't, go back and listen to our dads episode. We're we, obsessed with dads. We love dads, though neither of us are. Dad but culture. we talk a lot about how like, um, <laughs> but like <laughs> when you're a super cool human, yeah. like when you when, when, when you're like a cool human being yeah but then just being a dad you have to fulfill all the things of that and you know it wasn't an episode with you but it, it was d2 the mighty duck yeah 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 when coach bombay is just like trying to look cool like he's like miami bombay and then <laughs> and then um and then all the kids are just razzing him for like <laughs> trying to wear new shoes. Yeah, mm. yeah. And th- it definitely feels like what it's this is, same... where he's just like, like I'm actually really cool. But yeah, I, I have to, I have take... to be a dad. Mm-hmm. I get mad Incredibles vibes from this movie. Yes. Yeah, mad Incredible vibes. I was vibes. gonna it's, say, I'm capable of so much. You guys have no idea how capable I am of being. Like everyone else thinks I'm cool, but I'm actually like, I have to be a dorky dad to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same thing as Incredibles. It's like I I'm capable of, of of things you can't imagine, and I've like saved the world and like beat up villains, and then I have to be a, like an office nine to five cubicle worker 
and the mom's character is very similar and the mom and even the yeah. care the, the the dynamic between them yeah of keeping se- a secret mission yeah um mm-hmm. i love that very, scene where they're they, they have opposite they have desks in their little office den That's and true. facing yeah. the opposite walls and then she presses a button and the, her little uh chair is on tracks it's and it's like the back. only tracks lead right to her husband's <laughs> yeah. desk yeah. <laughs> it's like she does that a lot yeah. she, does, she, she slides over enough that she installed little Correct. dolly tracks that you will trip over how often do you think banderas is fed up with that and just puts little rocks in the track? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> stuck halfway <laughs> i know my main thing i was like is that for like when the world's ending and she just needs to get over there in like a split a second split. and she just like but it's not her. that fast no i imagine that might be on slow she could go to ludicrous yes. mode and just get whiplash <laughs> arriving at his desk if listeners, the space that we're talking about is about four feet between the tents. <laughs> yeah, it's enough that you could glance over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the theme of uh, and then yeah, in in the in the fantasy scene where he's he wants to beat up that other dad, uh, he takes the glasses off and um, and it's like he has a different posture mm-hmm. and he has a different look. And I think I think a, a reoccurring theme is like, Daddy still got it. You yeah, know? and yeah. mommy, mommy still got it too. They've, it's dude the, the the you can tell there is still electricity firing between this couple absolutely right? yeah and it's it might speak what what you were saying it's like it might speak to robert rodriguez's own feelings of like like i have to be a kind of a dork yeah mm-hmm. but i'm not a dork i'm actually you cool. guys have no idea i'm very cool yeah Anyways. and then also like um i think the fact that him and his uh wife at the time made the movie together and like the kind of feeling of family that's intertwined through every yeah every facet of this movie oh are they divorced they're divorced now oh mm-hmm. i mean hey it happens all, all things have to come to an end every, all books end all no matter how great the story yeah. is all right guys um <laughs> you know who's no matter what the mission you know whose relationship did not break part ingrid and danny trejos and 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 his brother Rod- rodriguez oh they're still great. Do you know that every Danny Trejo character in a Robert Rodriguez is movie machete? is named after a knife that he uses? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I just—I was going to say the same thing. I just assumed they're all they're machete. All mach- I mean, machete. they all could be. They all have the same beautiful chest. He made a movie called chest Machete. They made two and are making a third. Machete Goes to Space. Oh, machete. That's machete kills. Cool. Machete goes to space. Yeah. The trilogy um, everyone asked for. Yeah. <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, do we have anything before we get to uh, Machete's spyware store? Uh, oh, um, I have. Um, <laughs> do you have anything? I, I just. Another thing I fucking hate <laughs> slash love was how the thumb people. <laughs> were in the full armored suits. Yeah, that uh, is. Yeah, I don't like that at all. It, 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 that was before Trejo, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. When they're in the full and when it's, they come to they get break the kid, they the come, fucking window and they're yeah. fully masked over their face, oh, like you, you know, the whole point of a mask is to hide your identity when they're clearly still <laughs> thumbing. I mean, I think Rodriguez has a sense of humor through all this. Totally. Where like, oh, it's totally on purpose. It's so funny. There's too. some great riffs on tropes. Yeah. In this movie, like yeah, yeah. There's that one riff near the end where um, when they go into the sleeping area of sharks, they're like sleeping underground oh. area of sharks. Yeah. And 
they're hiding from the security cameras and then it cuts to the security camera where Juno is like or Junie's clearly on and you're like oh man he's gonna be found he's gonna be found and then it cuts to just like a <laughs> never ending like column or tower of CC monitors yeah monitors yeah and one thumb no eyes just, no, just like <laughs> literal like thumbing around just yeah. like on, on like a lift like 20 feet up and just this one thing and it's so and and then funny Min- minion says something like he's like get another thumb if you have to and you're like that's never that's gonna... not gonna help <laughs> this doesn't dunce. matter i just love how stupid the thumbs are set up i guess so it was a drawing that he did as a kid yeah and then he was like well this is funny and i love how the thumbs are just so like so clumsy and completely <laughs> idiotically built yeah we're like there's the... such character to them yeah. i love it well, well they're all they're all thumbs yeah so it's like they're all useless they're all useless yeah. that's like the yeah. joke is like that's the, what's even the though like useless th- finger yeah yeah i mean they all should be i mean pinkies. they're all yeah <laughs> if you call them all pinkies like nimble pink yeah um, but like it's so funny, uh, and then just like whenever there's a group of thumbs, one of them will inevitably fall down or yeah, like yeah. run into a thing of glass. A glass They're like stormtroopers, but yeah, but, but more clumsy and aware of what they actually they are. are. Yeah, totally. They totally are. <laughs> they I mean, they their given thumbs. their president and their <laughs> yeah. their 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 own like little subculture. Yeah, I think they're one of my like most endeared henchmen yeah in, like, sure. just yeah. the history of yeah. time for like, sure i just love i want to see a movie of just thumbs like minions yeah like minions. Thumbs. The... exactly thumbs world tour bring it guys bring it oh thumbs world tour yeah <laughs> i have um so a really small little uh gag i thought was uh hilarious as an adult it's the scene where they introduce the the first robot kid and the general goes uh johnny <laughs> And it runs full full throttle at him yeah. and like attacks him. Well, it's Jason Patrick, and it does the Terminator two Jason the, Patrick yeah, run exactly yeah T one thousand run or whatever. So I thought that was really funny for some reason. Just like the fact of like, oh yeah, what what's your next invention? And the doors open and it's his kid. kid yeah. and he's like Johnny. So that's fun. my son. That's my son. So I do want to talk to you about Fli- uh, Floop. Yeah, the Alan villain coming, dude. Alan Cumming is killing it. it in yeah, this. he's really good what do you think of just him as a villain and his plan <laughs> like it what are your thoughts on convoluted it? at the start yeah is what i felt but i i really enjoy his arc <laughs> i the, like yeah how he comes around and he has a you know he's like got a conscience he's like oh i don't know if i should do this he, yeah it's cr- yeah they uh, set him up as like the most unredeemable yeah like piece of shit <laughs> like, be, be, like he's shitty, annoying shitty yeah. artist. it's a shitty artist fucking that shitty ass show. director who's just <laughs> yeah yeah and his tv show is just like trash. a mindless piece of trash and then um yeah and then they do the twist of like oh no they he he was actually just a tortured artist and minion his minion is the yeah is the Tony guy Shalhoub, this. dude? Tony Shalhoub is killing is it in my, this movie. One of my favorite actors, really? of all time. Wow. Yeah. What do you think of his performance in this? Uh, great. It is great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Dope. Uh, that... Monk. <laughs> his... I mean, Monk. Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, is he in that? Yeah, he plays the dad in that. He's oh, great. He's wonderful. I just started he's... watching that. That's he's pretty a... funny. He's in Galaxy fantastic. Quest. Oh, he's great in Galaxy Quest. Oh my God, Galaxy Quest! Holy shit, is he good in that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he he knows 
like he knows he knows what he's in the yeah. genres that he's in yeah and he knows how to perfectly do it yeah uh, sorry nick you uh his you're... he he had a his little like monologue when uh has both of like the parents like captured and or i think it's when they're recaptured and he's just kind of like walking around them i can't remember exactly what he was saying but i just remember being like wow this is actually like a really good monologue like this isn't like the cast is for like i think that's one of the reasons why it's such an enjoyable movie is the cast is such like a high pedigree mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and they all know what they're in but they're not like hamming it up yeah or like i i'd say alan comes Cummings might be ham hamming it up, but like it's still in the genre, and they're not like phoning it in. Yeah, yeah that's that's exactly right. Yeah, um, I did feel like Alan Cummings' character needed like one or two more connections to loving the show. Yeah, so much. yeah, because it did kind of just feel like he was an asshole and he didn't. But then it wasn't until he kind of started talking about it halfway through of like really loving the show. Yeah, for like, sure. It it did feel like he needed a little bit more of like, you know, full like. This is my life's work. Like artistry, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, where he struggle. like is when he gets rid of Minion, mm-hmm. who I guess is like a studio executive. If you're looking at it yeah. in like the overall metaphor, That's true. That um, is true. And then he's like, "I'm actually, I want to bring some good morals and heart to this, and yeah. not just have like a product." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been better. He's like, yeah. "What's it missing? Yeah. What's it missing? This is a soup that's missing some." some spice yeah yeah exactly <laughs> what's that um, spice kids kids yeah. spice kids spice kids that's it we'll make them all goils um i do have like i am curious where i don't fully buy his redemption mm-hmm. and i was wondering i you kind of try to take over the world and he's doing make an really army of bad kids stuff. and now we're just gonna let you go he's cloning children yeah, he's so. It's fucking weird. He's turning secret agents into brain mush and yeah. then holding with slaves. And then in the end, he just gets a show. He still has his show and he still has a prisoner held who's brain mush. Yeah. And I feel like in the virtual room where he like is gaining Junie's sympathy by them bonding about being like kind of similar characters. Mm-hmm. I think he's just gaslighting them. You know what? It I, seems like he's just like, oh, no, I was so wrong, man. You should definitely let me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will help you defeat this guy who put me in here, and then I'll take my show back. I totally agree with you. I think they should have made him a little bit more uh, like remorseful in yeah. that scene. Like mm-hmm. He's shown as this big, giant figure and uh, in the clouds, and he's like God. Yeah. And I feel like they should have made him like this tiny little mouse in the corner of the small, dark room, and he's... Maybe Junie has to console him. He's like, hey, it's not so bad. That would have been cool. Like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, my fucking show is fucking ruined. Oh, yeah. My fucking life is falling apart. And he's like, hey, just put kids in it. Yeah, dunce. I wonder if they made him more of an innocent if it would have been like like where he's like, I was oblivious the whole yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like. He was being used. Like, with well, yeah, the idea that's of, the point. Yeah. The idea of him being like, you're saying like kind of smaller in a corner would be nice. Or like maybe when Junie first walks in, he's big like god and then as he's talking to him he kind of oh. like shrinks oh, down that to that cool. see that's like good. around him or something Nick, like that that's that, some good that's some good visual great, storytelling man. you hear that robert Rodriguez? you fucking hack <laughs> yeah fucking battle alita angel <laughs> hack i thought you were gonna be like yeah hear that robert Rodriguez? hire me as and then it just went full yeah it just went hack. to me just i feel like 
<laughs> Fuck you. You're just roasting him. Um, I love your stuff. All right, I, uh, let's try to get to Machete, guys. All right, I, I all really right. want to you, talk you're, about you're itching. Him. You're you're itching to talk about. I just love that in this movie. In J- this movie is so inspired by James Bond, and this movie's Q. version of bookish Desmond Llewellyn Q is Danny Trejo <laughs> yeah. in a garage. Like it's been like it's terrific. We're actually gonna make everyone in this movie fucking cool. Yeah. Like and um He has a line, he's like like they're like, We've never seen you before. You've you've always been you're like uh jet setting everywhere, you're all over the world, you're never you're never around. He's like, We all have an uncle like that. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. He's got him so there. True. Yeah. And he's just like He's the funk. And I just love Machete uh and then the sequel was fun. And I just love how it all spawns from this movie. Uh, are they related? Char- is it they like are the, the same exact universe? same character? Oh fuck! They are literally. It's it's Machete is a spinoff <laughs> from the Spy Kids universe. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, it is the Machete universe. He he takes own own, own ownership. But uh, I just really love him, and all the inventions really caught my imagination as a kid. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I was wondering what what gadget you guys would take from this movie if you want to have a list. You can go go through some of the lists. I I got two. Nice. What are yours? I think mine would be. I really do like the smallest camera gag. Yeah, I think that's, that's really funny that's and really also like that. really good and just like seeing uh seeing the kid like jump around and like slapping the walls. Where it's like, what the hell is he doing? And he's like, oh, the camera thing. And then he looks at them all. I'm like, that's funny. That's cool. And I also loved the uh, acid crayon. Dude, oh, yeah. that she used to like get out of uh get her mom oh, out so of so well the... done. Yeah, and then it it's was the also the opposite of the purple crayon. What's that? Oh, it's just a book. Never mind, guys. <laughs> that that <laughs> reference was yeah, that's no, a, no definitely clue. a Canadian reference. <laughs> yeah. Um but and then in that same scene had the gag of like um Floop opening the door <laughs> with the key, but yeah, then yeah. she just used the gadget. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is Another just really smart, self-aware Robert Rodriguez thing of, like, these gadgets are so cool and all these James Bond. is like, there's really an easier way to do a yeah, lot of this. The, you know, there's an elevator over there. You knock out one guy and you can use the elevator instead yeah. of the huge grappling yeah. hooks. Yeah, 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 totally. That is, yeah, it's such a fun, like, again, uh, a, 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 a twist on the, on the James Bond mm-hmm. tropes. Um, I like the little lightsaber. The mini little lightsaber is really my favorite. Is good. Yeah. Even I, had the same sound effect. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> In my head, I always have it that she cuts a slice of bread with it and it toasts it on both sides. Oh. And then I realized that's actually a gag from the American Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh. Um, but yeah, this that's movie was smart. also edited at the Skywalker Ranch, so I wonder if they got that sound. Oh, like they the probably real did. One hundred percent. George Lucas is somewhere, and he's like, "Oh, you know, what you should have in here." Is a you have a little mini lightsaber. Also, maybe a Wilhelm scream. Oh, you should add a little Wilhelm scream here. And here, you know what? I have a little lightsaber, and he pulls it out yeah, from under his goiter. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> hidden. It's, it's, he opens his goiter and reveals the little. <laughs> one. I actually have something for you here. I actually keep these. What's up? Um, yeah, I my other ones are a jetpack. I, I like the jetpack design. Yeah, those were cool. The microwavable McDonald's Big Mac, I think, is. I mean that's just a keeper. Mm-hmm. That just has stayed Brilliant. in my mind. Um, the f- they always it looks so good too. I haven't had McDonald's in like ten years because I've abstained from it. Yeah, it's a good call. We but get some. Wha- oh, fuck man, I got a microwave right here. Oh, I can, do you have a I can throw a photo of a of a Big Mac in there to see if it works. Um, but no, they, it does. Yeah. Like this is when we're talking about like 
this movie is all good. There is a, some product placement, but it feels like uh, it's done right. It is mm. done right. Um, and it's a way to like expand the imagination rather than be mm. like, Mark Wahlberg steps out of a crash car. There's Bud Light spread across the ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, my next one is the escape pod. It just looks cozy. It, that set is so well cozy. done. That little yeah, I I absolutely agree with you. The yeah. safe house and the skate pod <gasps> are both like. Yeah, Can you little, imagine taking yeah. like a twelve-hour underwater trip. trip with your with your sibling with your sibling or like you know or step sibling yeah or your step sibling <laughs> oh, thank you Dana you, you guys got a couple books with you you're just reading <laughs> a novel up on those beds and then you arrive and you arrive on this on this small island where there's this beautiful. Vista, Vista, this beautiful beach home. I mean, I love it. Like Danny the, Trejo's there, <laughs> just getting ready to give you whatever you need. Yeah. Um. But no, that's just so cozy. And turns uh, out he's your uncle. What? <laughs> Danny Trejo's my uncle. Yeah. All of our uncles. Yeah. All of our, us three take a trip. We get to this house. Yeah. And Danny Trejo's there. I just mean that. I think the, that would be a hot. Sorry, go. He was the best man of all of our. Of, yeah. <laughs> we find photos with each of our. Wait a minute. All of our <laughs> together. All of our dad's code names are Hombre. What the fuck? We have three torn photos, and it it shows like, you know, like my dad, Danny Trejo, and then yeah. we put Dana's photo onto the it, side it of all it, fits. and it's, it's Danny it, Trejo's arm on because it's shot on a hundred and fifty yeah. millimeter <laughs> film. Yeah. It's so wide that it fit in all of our families. Yeah, <laughs> he's our my he's my hermano. You, he's your wait. Who's, he's who? Whose hermano is he? All of yours. Oh, oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, I just think they should put that up on Airbnb. As yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think it would get a lot of yeah. nice. High yeah, all I'm saying is Airbnb should figure this out. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Someone buy an island and put put the... this beautiful vista on it. Yeah, or this beautiful little house. Um, all right. Uh, the next one would be mini lightsaber. I got that machete. Uh, electroshock gumball. Yeah, that's a great gadget. I think it's the. I think it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, they use it like three times, so it's yeah. reoccurring. All right. Um. Other than that, I just I'm getting to floop. I got a fun fact about floop. So you, I'd love it. Uh, actually, it was earlier on in the um, when uh, the kids were watching the show for the first time, and the dad's kind of reacting to it, and it shows the intro to floop, and he and he makes an F with his hand, yeah, and then it turns into the floop thing. Um, that F is a gang sign. Oh, <laughs> I, I looked at because I was like, that looks familiar. Uh, for who? Uh, for the fug- Fuglies. <laughs> it's oh, the worst LA gang. The for Fuglies. the Long Beach Insane Crips. No way. <laughs> Not just the Crips, the insane ones. No, it's a very specific, and yeah, supposedly oh, they're big in, on Long oh, Beach. I don't know so if it still funny. is, but because I just remember being like, that looks way like someone way else cool. thought about that. I mean, and, that ha- like, like if the Bloods are at like a seven digit gang sign where you have yeah. to crinkle both hands someone definitely made an f and was like that's us that's us yeah now. that's yeah. that's so funny i wonder if that was like when, Back when considered or when they came out they're like I'm, so he's part of the he got blooded yeah some some <laughs> uh some crip is watching spy kids in theaters we gotta murder alan. Like, <laughs> alan cummings has gotta go Dude, if you look close alan cummings has like six like teardrops yeah. <laughs> <laughs> teardrop tattoos uh, um <laughs> but i mean uh, I, I think it's a really small gang because after like after i looked up like gang signs and seeing that i tried looking them up and there wasn't a whole lot so right it is pretty small See, but i was like that's this is hilarious that yeah is, that, that is really they all look like fooglies they're all fucking <laughs> <deranged>. <laughs> <laughs> they always fucking backwards 
Everything's talking back. Fuck, they yeah. suck. <laughs> the normal crypts are like, fuck these guys. I fucking hate them. I don't even want to beat the shit out of them. I, I, don't, I just want to leave them. Fucking let them go. Um, yeah, my next thing would be just the uh, the spy kids. They're like the robots kids are called spy kids. The yeah. franchise is named after the robot kids and not the actual kids who are spies. I thought that was an interesting, like, they, the, like, reclamation of, again, I don't remember if, how the second Spy Kids, do they incorporate, the second Spy Kids movie, does, does that incorporate the robot kids? In my mind, I, so. I feel like there is a theme park opening at the beginning of the next Spy Kids, and, and I feel like, there? I feel like something goes wrong with a ride, and a Spy Kid, a robot Spy Kid goes there okay. and saves something. I think, okay, might not be right. Because, yeah, I thought it was an interesting reclamation of, like, like we're the spy kids. We're the real spy kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Carmen and Junie are, like, um, they're, yeah, instead of, like, the robots being the spy kids to spy on people and, like, be essentially, like, controlled by the army, uh, it's like, no, 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 we're the spy kids. Mm-hmm. We're the real ones that use our brain and... Yeah, they reclaimed it. Yeah. This oh. is our word now. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. Uh, <laughs> so my next one, I'm just going straight to. Uh, let me know if you have anything before this, but the family reunion. Oh yeah, where uh, Antonio Banderas just like lands, his family gathers around him mm-hmm. as the 500 spy kids surround them, and they're like, "I think we got this. I think we got this. You would just take 100 each." Yeah, and he's, then- he's, he's thinking of a plan. Which is, he's like, okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm th- and they're getting closer. And, and they have like, such mm, confidence in each other. Yeah. He's like, That's okay, what I love. I take 100, you take 100, and then the kids take 100 each. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you guys couldn't take <laughs> one. Die together. What happened? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The but they all, they're all ready for it? I'm yeah. Like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, I yeah. just love how, like, ready they are to fight. And how, like, they're each, like, I... I believe in all of us that we can get out of this. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then Junie's like, that's only 400. We need another person. Boosh. Fucking machete. <laughs> Danny Trejo fucking comes through the window. Comes in. How, how do you think he got th- to that window? <laughs> and I love how it landed. I love how it just fucking Deus Ex Machina at the exact moment that they need him. It has to. And the trouble that he went to to get. And you know, you know, he's pacing around his little beach home and he was like, oh, fuck. I imagine he gets on a bus yeah. from his, from they took his, his beach plane. home. Goes, takes about a. Maybe like a two-day bus ride where he stays at different uh, girlfriends' houses along the way. Hey, on the mm-hmm. back. Yeah, just like, hey, yeah. I'm just stopping in for a trip. I got to go save my family. Um, That's what you said last time. Yeah. I, this time it... I mean, I think everyone's agreeing to it, and I think everyone's happy about it. The yeah. ladies, he, they, they all are like, hey, I love this setup. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and like, I feel like they all kind of understood what they're getting into, and they're dating a guy named Machete. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's and, true. Then, and he also he has the tattoo of his old lover tattooed on his chest. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he goes from that, stops off in the nearest town, goes yeah. gets a couple beers, gets nice and liquored up. He's like, ah, I got to. Oh, damn, I that's definitely be. happening about now. Yeah. And then just leaps. Uh, just leaps. <laughs> I think. Yeah, he just figures from that near town over to Floop's castle. <laughs> just perfectly catapults. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I fucking hope. It, I, I'd like to think that there's like a shot before this, right before, and he like leaps through another window. And it's just a bunch of thumbs. And he's like, <laughs> uh, okay, not this one. Wrong. And then he has to go room. to the next one. It's a bunch of like 
Fuglies. And he's like, oh, fuck, was I too late? Goes through a different window, ends up with the, the nurse thumb. Spends okay, about, yeah, spends yeah, about two like, hours in there. Hey, maybe this is my right floor. <laughs> Danny Trejo would love a female nurse thumb. I imagine he Why do you have just... nail marks on your neck? <laughs> no, uh... You're all nail marks. Um, yeah. But no, that's just really yeah. like, I think that's one of my favorite moments. And I, I, don't, I don't like the superhero team up avengers move mm. where like mm. everyone gets together but i think it was really effective in this yeah, mm. yeah yeah that was nice best cameo curious george clooney okay so we got george clooney as devon mm-hmm. who comes in he's kind of like the uh the charlie of the of the oss we got cheech martin uh as felix gum which is a play on james bond's friend felix Leiter. Danny Trejo as Machete, Mike Judd, creator of Beavis and Butthead, Office Space, and Silicon Valley, as Donamite Donegan. Who is that? The secret agent who he's following with the mustache and the bald head. Oh, that was Mike Judge. Yeah. Oh. At uh, the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, Richard Linklater, the director of Days Confused, Boyhood, and the Before trilogy, as Cool Spy. When I when I saw that, I was like, I have no idea where he is yeah, in this. I, yeah. Such Maybe at the wedding. Up. I kept an eye out for him the entire time. It's probably in the wedding. Yeah. Or maybe like the those like five like human spies with the thumb. Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Maybe they're one of the kids. The evil guys. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Maybe he might have even been the main one who had like the the what's it called the third brain. Yep. Yeah, he might have even had that. Definitely. That's true. And then this is my favorite one, which I didn't notice until I saw it on IMDb. Cinematographer Guillermo Navarro. Cinematographer of Pan's Labyrinth, Pacific Rim, and Spy Kids as the wedding pastor. Oh, that's terrific. That's a good cameo. It's a good yeah. cameo. because I you know him and, Ro- and Rodriguez are probably good buds. Just all yeah. like... And well, he, he, you said he's the DP of this, sh- yeah. of this movie, right? Yeah, so he just popped in for a second for that <laughs> That's cameo. great. And I feel like uh, Linklater and Judge are just big Austin uh, filmmakers. That's true. And I, that's I like true. the... I, that's that's a family 90s in indie... Uh, you have Tarantino in the wedding party? I don't think he's in there, but they could have like, been. He's like, uh, I have a fucking objection, okay? <laughs> wow, your Tarantino impression is hot. I don't know. Dude. I just surprised myself with that one. <laughs> yeah. Can you say Bruce Lee's an asshole? Bruce Lee's a fucking asshole, okay? Nice. That's yeah, really nice. good. That sounds just like him. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I just really like Guillermo Navarro. I didn't yeah. see that coming at all. That's terrific. I, um, I, th- I think I'm tied between uh, Clooney and Trejo. I mean, Trejo a little less just because, even though I fucking love, just love him, um, he is so integral to the movie that's almost not a cameo. Yeah, 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 like actual, the Clooney yeah. one is amazing yeah. because you're like, they're like, maybe this isn't George Clooney since they have the little black uh, I love sensor the, bar over the that. sensor bar that gag. Bit. Yeah, and that then you can tell so he was like, we're not fucking putting a sensor. It's George Clooney. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he takes it off. I love, I even as, that stuck with me. That's one, those are one of the things that uh, I remember seeing it as a kid, uh, him taking off the sensor yeah. bar. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just, uh, just Carmen and Junie actually on this one. And he like puts it back on. And I was like, whoa, how do they do that? Yeah. That's so fucking good. dope. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Lord Farquaad Award. I don't have many, but I have one. Fuglies? Fuglies. Yeah. Fugly, right? Yeah, it's, fu- it's Fuglies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a good one. It's, yeah. <laughs> I think guys are, but like, I, I agree with that. I think it is like Fuglies. Yeah. yeah. But um, was Fugly a coined term? Definitely. In 2001? Yeah. yeah. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if not, did this, did this originate per- it? Perhaps <laughs> Rodriguez coined it. Yeah. 
Um, I was gonna say the uh, something we forgot um, that we kind of didn't mention yet is the um, is the uh, the lady uh, who sort of gives briefs Antonio Banderas, mm. uh, so Gregorio and uh, Ingrid on their mission, and ends up being like a double agent, and she's oh, working yeah. for uh, Floop, and then she gets her hair scorched. I think that was a good like Bond. Uh, trope that they that they sort of right. touched on, yeah. Where where she gets her she has like a physical uh, mutation or or something or a, or a to show the double agentness of exactly. like this is the disgusting underbelly of who she really is. Exactly. Also, that shot is fucking that's crazy Terrifying. of and like how long they stayed on that shot. It definitely seemed like it would be a kid movie where like it's like you see the jetpacks like starting to warm up and it cuts to her face going. And then, and then cut it, away. Yeah, but then instead it's like, they sh- <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's the guy that made uh, Desperado. Oh, there, totally. he, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. uh, I was like, is she just dead? And then yeah, yeah. she pops up. Terry Absolutely. Pratchett. Yeah. Uh, t- t- that's t- right. Sorry, t- Terry Hatcher uh, yeah. plays that. Miss uh, Miss Gradenko. Uh, yeah, and she does a good job of portraying that sort of like great mid- henchman early 2000s like annoying like oh you know she's kind of evil like you don't mm-hmm. not to be trusted yeah also it, good filmmaking on 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 his part of like showing that the kids don't trust her when they when she knocks yeah. on the safe house door she's like hi no we're spies too we're, we know your mom and all that stuff and they're like we someone's off here i don't really trust you mm-hmm. i was like that's a, it was, there's some good subtle filmmaking in that scene kids of like kids know best i don't exactly Kids don't trust her. I don't trust her. It's like when a dog barks at someone in a movie, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, that's yeah, only the dog knows. Oh, something's bad." Um, yeah. yeah, that was a great, a great character that we completely sure. went over. Yeah. Um, where are we, guys? I mean, I have a bunch of facts here, but we are at two hours. <laughs> Do you want to list them? And yeah, I'll just go over just, them. You guys just, just give me some nice reactions to them, okay? <laughs> okay. Oh, whoa! N- not even started yet. Oh. Antonio Banderas's character Gregorio Cortez is named after a famous Texan thief in the night in the early 1900s. Rodriguez is from Texas. Yep, Texan boy. Uh, Robert Rodriguez said he went with Alexa Vega to see Mission Impossible Two uh, just before they began shooting Spy Kids. He leaned over halfway through the movie and he said, "You're going to be so much cooler than Tom Cruise." Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's really that cool. she played uh, Carmen. Yes. Oh, that's really solid sweet. move. That's very sweet. And she is. That's probably bullshit. Mm. That story's probably fake. <laughs> wow. Thank that you. That sounds like he made it up. Yeah. <laughs> not you. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you made. I it did up. make that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought no one would call it. Um, Carla. Gigino was reluctant to accept the role as uh, Ingrid Cortez. She felt that she was too young at 29 to have an 8-year-old and a 12-year-old. Oh, absolutely. Rodriguez told her, that's how old my mother was, and we're all similar in age. So Uh, you feel pretty dumb about that, don't you? Well, then that reassured her, and and she took the job. Good for him for, um, I guess, being like, hey, I'm not calling you a mom character or like an old actor. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to let you know, like my my mom's also like and I a love young my, mom, and I respect my mom, and I love my mom. Yeah, so and, and it kind of makes sense too. And of, I love you of <laughs> of like the you know instead of living a full life and then having kids that like yeah. spies would be like, yo, I got five years in this business and I'm already done. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. yeah. So I'm all, I already need a family now. And That's also true. that she's still like such a kick ass character mm-hmm. while still being a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do it better here than arguably Incredibles. Whoa. Where, hot where takes. Hot takes. Elastic 
woman. Uh, yeah. Elastigirl? Elastigirl. I'm trying to think like no no like uh oh you mean like her as a mom. Mm-hmm. Elastic uh, mom is way more like no I don't want to go on a mission. That's very true. Bob, you got to stay home, and it's like a little She's bit more like, cliche mm-hmm. in, than it in, is in this. Ing- Inger's like, let's fucking go. Let's I go. need an adventure. Let's yeah. get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They see it like date night. They do. Brie Larson and Elizabeth Olsen audition for the role of Carmen Cortez. Wouldn't be good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Danny Trejo's character. Ah, oh, we already said that one. Sharks uh, sleep with their eyes open. They also do not sleep floating still. Otherwise, their gills would close and they couldn't breathe. Right. Oh. Do they? Dr- what do they do? They just drift, just float along. Yeah, that's kind of like cool. an auto mode for them, where they're like slowly moving. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, sequels and remakes. We're about to cover all the sequels for the next month. Sorry, Nick. Quickly before that, I got a sweet, uh, sweet little tidbit. Um, Robert Rodriguez's uncle, Gregorio Rodriguez. Uh, was an FBI agent that brought down two of the top ten criminals at the time. Robert oh, Rodriguez said, that, "That's pretty dope. <laughs> that is awesome. That's nuts. Yeah, so that's, I love that. That's crazy. I mean, do you think his which uncle... one's true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Robert Rodriguez said that, I'm willing to buy that's true. And my one from IMDb is probably fake. What was the guy's name? Gregorio that the Cortez thief, Cortez, and so Gre- Gregorio Rodriguez." That one's that's so dope. I wonder if they're uh, the same person. Maybe. Yeah, reincarnation. And also the the practical head aesthetic for uh, what's his name, Tony Shalhoub, M- Minion. Yeah, for Minion, Tony Shalhoub. Um, you know, Rodriguez made that himself, or like was like a big part of it. Oh, sweet. Um, and then he uh, as a like end of filming gift, bronzed it and gave it to. So he probably has that in his house still. That was in an interview with him like a couple of years That's ago. That's a Tony good mantelpiece. What a That's great <laughs> crew gift. Yeah, you put two candles in each head and then some potpourri <laughs> yeah. in like the mouth of the first one. I love when he has all three heads and he goes to see uh, Lisp and he's like, everything's fine. And then all three <laughs> of them wait a beat and then smile. <laughs> he goes, uh, <laughs> they all, they so all. good. Um, it's a good little prosthetic. All right, sequels and remakes. Uh, we will be covering the subsequent trilogy over this next month very excited for it um there's also a fourth one spy kids all the time in in the world came out in 2000 i don't know 11 eight, 11 mm-hmm. i don't know if don't we're gonna really cover it watch it no yeah. me neither. i'm good <laughs> yeah um i i would do sharp boy and lava girl just because of how big that was for me but uh there's also a tv series called spy kids mission critical all right guys uh is Spy Kids worth revisiting? Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I think it is good. Because, like, one of the things Robert Rodriguez was saying when he was kind of, like, critiquing, like, at that time, modern day cartoons and stuff like that, was it was either, yeah, cartoons or it was animated. So, like, you know, you're not actually seeing, like, an actual kid do something. So you are missing a little bit of that. Or it was shitty, like, yeah. real life. But, like... In that kind of sleazy, not like actual kid way, totally. yeah, yeah, or you know, really looking down on kids, yeah. And um, I, sorry, go. So I feel like this is such a good in between of like, oh, this is an actually like good, like live action, like you know, the kid can learn some things from this. I agree, and have a good time. Yeah, and I think he made it so parents would also enjoy watching it mm-hmm. and i think that's also why the box office was so good because parents were yeah. like yeah i'll go <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. let's see that again but 
Uh, and then also you get parents for all the other ones too. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I was watching it and I, I was like, oh, I'm actually so excited for yeah, the was, rest of these. Mm -hmm. I was pleasantly surprised. I was going into it with a negative mindset. I was thinking, oh, shit, I got to watch this. Like, I'm excited to talk about it. We but went into it in the same, same way. I was excited to talk about it, but I thought it was going to be like a tearing apart podcast. I thought mm -hmm. we were going to be like, it was shit, didn't hold up. The CGI is awful. The actors are terrible kid actors. And I was pleasantly surprised. I was yeah. like, this is a nice little adventure romp. I thought I was going to be questioning what I've been doing for the past year. Yeah. Just being like, what is, why did I do a yeah. podcast on kids' oh, movies? Jesus this is so Christ. useless. And then I was like, yeah, this, hey, is, this is why. This is why. Kids I remember why I did this because I got knocked off those monkey bars. If I want to cap off, I think it's good. It's fun to do this podcast because. Because you you get to unpack what what makes you tick as an adult mm -hmm. by revisiting shit that made you entertain as a kid. Mm -hmm. I love that. No, that's really true. It's like one of my things I wanted to look at was like, can you see what you found interesting as a kid? Can you see how it's turned into what you find interesting as an adult and mm -hmm. as an artist? I think this is a. I think is a good summation of a, I think this, this movie was a good example of something that was like, I have a vaguest memory of it, but it was nice and surprise. It was like fulfilling to watch because it was like, Oh, right. Th those are the things that I was interested. Yeah. In. Was and good. like, especially, uh, the formative spy stuff and where like as a kid, the only spy stuff that you watch is like James Bond. Yeah. And you're like, this is pretty intense. Yeah. And I shouldn't take all it these is. ideals that are from, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. from like, this film. Yeah, James no, Bond, Mission Impossible. Yeah. No women are used as human shields in this no. movie. That's right. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, Junie's not sleeping around with any other eight-year-old. I'm really happy to see yeah. that Junie's not a... Uh, misogynist just a misogynist yeah that's uh, cool yeah that's a really great thing for an eight-year-old character not to have to see on screen <laughs> yeah um would you show this movie to a kid in 2021 yeah absolutely yeah i think so too solid yeah um, it is i just think it's a yeah a good film overall all right um i think that's it for spy kids uh spy kids one i'm excited to do the rest of the trilogy take a walk down memory lane I do have one other question. Seems like we're all fans of spy movies here. What's your favorite spy movie that you could recommend? Do you really like uh, 2007 Casino Royale? Ah, man, that, yeah. Casino Royale's dope. Yeah, that's such a good time. It's one of the best James Bond movies. I really, yeah. I know Daniel Craig among the amongst the James Bond like big fans. Yeah. Like, oh, Hi. Oh, he's a, are you one of them? Hi. I'm right here. So, like, Will, you might be like, oh, I don't really, you know, he's blonde. and Oh, I'm not know. like that. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Daniel. I think Daniel Craig's the best James Bond we've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I think those, even Quantum of Solace, I'm going to say something kind of stupid. Quantum of Solace is a good movie, too, I think. I actually like Quantum of Solace. Really? I, 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 th I hated it when uh, I saw it because I was expecting Casino Royale level yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Revisit. You should rewatch Quantum of Solace. I've heard it's. The best when you put it back to back. It's it's a direct sequel. It picks up exactly where Casino Royale left off, and and it's um, it's more about James Bond trying to get over the death of his of his lover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it has not. I don't pay attention to the spy stuff in it, but it, it's I love. Yeah, that era of James Bond was great. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty entertaining. It's interesting because like the clothing that he wore 
in those movies yeah it's kind of what we look at as douchebag clothing now <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> like, kind of his like yeah, casual it is. wear it is but there's some outfits like one of my things that i really like about james bond is the outfits. outfits and uh i just really love a lot of those outfits how do you like the outfits in in Spy Kids? he looks so good in clothing oh how did i like the outfits in this mm-hmm. yeah Ah, maybe that's what we should do. That maybe that would be a good segment. G- uh, I've realized nothing's cuter than a little kid in a tux and glasses yeah. and those glasses. They think they the look red so converse. cool. Yeah, <laughs> so cute. Um, oh shit. Um, when they go into the department store yeah. and walk out, and they just uh, cling on to that couple in the streetcar. Yeah, mm-hmm. coolest, smoothest spy moves. Yeah, that's like a movie. real. I feel like Jack Reacher stole their ending from that. Yeah, where he just yeah. <laughs> walks out of the walks yeah. walks out of the muscle car, totally. steals a hat, gets on is. a bus, blends in with the crowd. Yeah, another last little tidbit, drinking game. For oh, Spy yeah. Kids. What are your thoughts? I got one of whenever someone either falls into frame or like <laughs> pops up into frame. There's, oh. there's so many people falling from ceilings They're in this movie. In and yeah. and the, like when Minion is called over the intercoms to come like Floop, he's like, oh, fuck. Floop should be caught. And Minion it's comes so in fun. and he's like, I don't see them anywhere. And then someone pops up behind he's like oh it, it was banderas yeah he's like oh fuck you're here and then like everyone else pops it's up just after impossible that. and at one point he's <laughs> yeah. like well i can offer you your daughter's safety to let me go and then she pops up and he's like i didn't see you there <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. much fun um but yeah great drinking yeah i would say uh i just watched this not a great spy movie but uh the running the marathon man Oh, I, uh, I uh, no love idea. the Marathon Man. It's a fun movie, but uh, Ra, uh, Roy Schneider yeah. is one of my new favorite actors. Oh, he's the. Have you seen All That Jazz? No, I got to watch that. Is I that mean, good? All That Jazz is so good. All That Jazz is like one of the best movies ever made. I've read Very a couple of James stuff. Bond books, and his character in uh, Marathon Man, Yeah, I was like, oh, this is who I imagine when I read James Bond is Roy Schneider, like flat, broken nose. Yeah. Uh, just a face that like he like has psychopath eyes, but also has some real sincerity. And is handsome, like so classically nineteen seventies. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, he's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. And what that's what's say? nice about Jaws is he's just a great dad. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. just the, he's got okay. He's got the dad energy. He's got BDE. Yeah, he's also got killer energy. Killer energy. He's got suave energy. And then you know what? He's also got troubled man. Oh. He's got a lot of troubles. He could almost be a. But you might be able to fix him. That's true. Could be James Bond. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Uh, he's not British, though, so he can't be James Bond. Um, do you guys have anything that you'd like to tell the audience about that's coming up? Just getting through this pandemic yeah, pretty is basically. Just D-Dog? <laughs> just, just plugging away, you know? Yeah, just that's good. plugging away and, and... You got a Vimeo channel, don't you? I, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a Vimeo. It's, uh, I think it's Dana... I think it's just my name. I think it's Dana Bontempo. Yeah. Dana's a great filmmaker. Oh, uh, one of my favorite you. directors. I say this every time you're on the show. But I just love watching what you make. I know you got something in the works right now, and I can't wait to, oh, uh, thank to, you. to check that out. Yeah, Nick, you're also one of my favorite graphic artists. You did the art for the podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, you guys, please uh, join us for the rest of our mini-series later this month. Uh, come back each week. And then we're doing season two pretty soon um you can follow us at at what will we watch podcast on social media we're doing a lot of fun clips some animation we're doing uh we're getting a little fun with instagram and tiktok 
so yeah, please check us there. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. There, if you leave a five-star review, guess who's going to read it? Kronk. Yeah, that's right. Patrick Warburton's Kronk from Emperor's New Groove will read the review, whatever you write, and as long as it's five stars. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, please uh, follow us and stay tuned. I can't wait for this month. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.